Another classic hit sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school football. He'll take the snap. Has plenty of time. Now rolls right. There's nobody there. And it's going to be picked off by Victory Sykes at the 20, the 15, the 10. He should walk in. He looked through the right side, makes a man miss, and into the end zone. Touchdown. Victory Sykes, a 19-yard interception return. And Burwell is up 13 to nothing. Today, the Class D1 playoffs continue in Amherst as the undefeated Broncos battle the Burwell Longhorns. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Class Kids Sports Club. What will Coach Evans decide to do? On first down and 10, he wants to go for it. Tommenheim, deep down the middle of the football field. Caught, 20, 15, 10. Adelon tripped up inside the five-yard line. Caught it in stride. It's first and goal, Amherst. Amherst handed the Longhorns their only loss in the final night of the regular season. A win today sends them to their second semifinal in three years. Today, Burwell looks to avenge their loss and advance to the semifinals for the first time in school history. It's the Longhorns and Broncos coming up next. But first, the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Amherst with KKBR Sports Director Doug Duda and Larry Baker. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good afternoon, everyone, from sunny Amherst. It is time for the 2015 D1 State Quarterfinals here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, along with Larry Baker, our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom, back at the studio getting you ready for this D1 quarterfinal game between the Amherst Broncos and the Burwell Longhorns, the second time that they have met this year. And for Burwell... They are in some new territory. Finally got over the hump last week. They had been beaten in the second round four consecutive years, and uh, it was a battle last week, as you heard it right here, when they took on Blue Hill, a team uh, who you thought might be a little bit better uh, up front, just bigger, and Burrell was able to hold their own, score with a minute six to go, win 43-40. to It was a huge night for Victory Sykes. Uh, he accounted for six touchdowns, four on the ground, one through the air, had a pick six, and four Amherst, Larry, they continue to roll along. The only team that's even played with them all year long is this team that's on the field today. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, Doug, the interesting piece here is Amherst is all about the offense. They throw the ball unlike a lot of high school teams in the state of Nebraska, especially unlike a lot of Class D schools. You're looking at a, a, a team that's thrown the ball for 2,700 yards, a quarterback in Trey Taubenheim, 48 touchdowns, three interceptions. They protect the ball, Doug. Uh, Burwell, a lot more balanced. They're, 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 they have got a lot of balance. They're big. They're tough. They love to run the ball. And I will tell you, after watching the game film on Amherst this week, Amherst can be ran on. Burwell did it, as did Ansley Litchfield last week. There's something exposed there on a very specific side, on Amherst's side, and that's going to be the key for Burwell, controlling the ball. Don't let the high-octane offense get on the field of Amherst and protect the ball. And I think it'll be interesting. Remember the time that these teams played? That was that last 
a night of the regular season where we had the bad weather. It was raining. It was not good. It really should have affected both teams, and it did. Amherst uh, tried right away on their first couple series to continue to throw the ball deep. It wouldn't work, and that's where you saw Trey Tobenheim maybe expand his game. A lot of short dump-off passes and let the receivers do the work. For Burwell, they couldn't quite translate it the same way. Victory Sykes got his hand banged up, and so that was even harder to throw the ball in the rain. And then we saw a little bit, well, a much better performance from Sykes last week when they took on Blue Hill. Both coaches say it, and you'll hear it in the pregame interview. It's how much different are they three weeks down the road. And here's one thing I can tell you, and this comes from competing against Luke Gideon and Mike Max for years, Doug. They're two great coaches. And and, and if they can get a second crack at you at anything, if you can show them who you are, they'll come up with a plan. That is one key here. Mike Max, the defensive coordinator, he's been a head coach, a tremendous game planner, understands the game. And against an Amherst team, athletes usually win out, but Amherst does have a scheme that can be defended with the right plan. And for Coach Ron Evans, he's always been one to tinker throughout the year with what he has. This year, and he said it to us on more than a couple of occasions, he's leaving it as it is. Not a lot of major changes, and they're going to continue to throw the football here today. We've already got a lot of football games underway. D2 has three of their four quarterfinals already playing. Let's take a look in D1 in the West Bracket. They're underway. Creighton leads High Plains in the first quarter by a score of 16-6. to Then later at 6 o'clock, BDS and Guardian Angels, Clearwater Orchard at Elgin at 7 o'clock. In class D2, and Selma Myrna and Chambers Wheeler Central will also kick off at 5. Right now in the third quarter, Humphrey St. Francis leads Fall City Sacred Heart 24 to 6. At halftime, Sandhill Stedford is shutting out Garden County 28 to nothing. And at halftime, just about ready to start the third quarter, they can't stop anybody. Why not 42 and Exeter Milligan 32 and we'll keep you up to date on the scores throughout our ball game tonight as well. Doug Duda, Larry Baker from Burwell Amherst here in Amherst. Kick off at the top of the hour and we'll hear from the coaches Luke Gideon of the Longhorns and Ron Evans of Amherst when we continue on the New Tech Seed pregame show. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Back on the new Tech Seed pregame show for this afternoon's D1 quarterfinal. Burwell on the road taking on Amherst. And we're pleased to be joined again by head coach Luke Gideon of the Longhorns after their 43-40 victory. Sends them to this spot over Blue Hill. And, Coach, uh, I can only imagine how ecstatic uh, you and the kids are uh, after kind of getting one of those uh, things checked off the list. You guys had been uh, tough to get out of that second round, and, and now here you are. What's the feeling right now? You know, it's it's a it's a great feeling and our kids are you know, that second round the last few years has been really tough on us and we've it's been against good opponents and um, we always haven't always had the best draw but you know, we kinda had some things not go our way in the last few years, but this you know, the other night we we continued to play. We we started the game out really well and then, you know, we kinda finished what we started. 
Talk about uh, how you thought the team actually played against Blue Hill. A shootout, you got off to a good start, but then uh, had to show some moxie with that last drive of the football game to get the lead and get the win. Yeah, we started out really well, and you know we came out and um, scored real quick, and 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 then we turned around and, and, and stuck one with some our defense, and then you know we we kind of did something we hadn't done all year. We turned the ball over, and you know it turned into a really big play for them. Kind of swung the momentum maybe just a little bit, and you know then we got some penalties, got ourselves third and second long, and you know some time during the game there, and then it you know they they scored some points. We knew they were going to score some points, and. So we just had to keep playing. We knew what our game plan was and that um, we had to stick what we've been doing all year, and our kids came through. We're talking with the head football coach at Burwell, Luke Gideon, and, of course, uh, Blue Hill was able to scoop and score on a fumble when Burwell was about ready to go in and, and maybe almost put the game away in the first half last week. And, and, Luke, what about the drive after that? Sometimes that would shake a football team, but it looked like it was really important for you guys to bounce back from that and maybe not have that uh, bad feeling going into halftime with that drive right before the half to take the lead back. Yeah, that's a that's a, that one just just really kills football teams when you know especially the, as, as many plays we had on that drive we just kind of marched it back down there and you know because they had just you know scored and then we thought you know we needed to, to put one right back on them and we got down there and then that happened and you know them to scoop and score and go 78 yards it's you know especially when we did all the work and but that's football and you know and our kids have just been resilient and 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 coming around and and just keep playing hard and you know we had one goal for that game and that was to finish the game and and we're fortunate to get it done luke how physical was the game oh the game was extremely physical our kids you know you know they had weight on us and, and size and you know i don't they were just a big football team. We knew they were going to try to beat us up. And, um, you know, we wanted to really take their running game away from them, and I felt that we did a good job doing that. We we held them, I think, on 100 yards rushing. And, you know, they've been – that was kind of what was their bread and butter all year long. So, but they were going to beat us. We were going to try to make them throw the football. And then they came out and they started throwing football, and they were doing a pretty good job doing that. So, you know, we kind of took away from what we thought they um, were good at. And, you know, we just – stopped them a few times when we needed to stop them and especially right there at the end of the game and and made them do something maybe they weren't used to doing so much we're talking with burwell football coach luke gideon here on the new tech seed pregame show their second matchup with amherst of course as we all remember the conditions weren't perfect the first time around with all the rain and it may have changed the style a little bit coach uh what did uh, amherst do that maybe even surprised you a little bit that you're making adjustments for here today well you know i tell you play i mean you know, now we kind of know what we're up against, you know, with their speed and their quickness, and, and it's for real. And so um, we got to make sure that um, we get that stuff taken care of, covered up a little bit. And, you know, they're just a, they got great athletes that are fast and quick, and, you know, we're trying to match up our best guys with their matchups. And, and um, you know, and, and we got to be able to make them run the football a little bit and maybe try to stop their passing game, and, and um, hopefully we can get that done too. And Blue Hill threw the ball a little bit last week, so I'm guessing those two teams over their last uh, month here of the season have have kind of improved what you guys are doing defensively here. Yeah, you know Blue Hill came out and you know once their round, ground game wasn't working as well for them, and you know they caught us on some long passes, and you know that's something Amherst has you know done all year. They they can score in two plays on their series, and so you know trying to take the big play away from Amherst is 
you know, is crucial because they can just score so fast, but, you know, they can catch a short pass out in the open field, and I think other guys in the end zone, too. So, um, you just, our guys are just going to have to play really well tonight and, and break down and, and make tackles. And um, But, you know, Amherst is going to score points, so offensively we're going to score some, too. Luke, what did you like what your team did last time around against Amherst? What worked for you? What should work for you again tonight? Well, you know, I think we, we did a good job running the football, and um, I thought we've done that all year long. And um, we got two or three guys that, that carry the load for us, and, you know, so running the football, establish a running game, you know, that to me you can kind of control the game, tempo the game a little bit more. But, you know, our, our short passing game is good, and then we got some we can throw the ball deep too. So, you know, we're going to try to be as balanced as we can tonight, and you know, and because um, we know what we're going to get from Amherst. They're going to spread us out, and they're going to do their thing, and, you know, they're really good at it. And last second here with uh, Luke Gideon, head football coach at Burwell. Amherst, uh, early on in that game, decided that they were just going to bring the house uh, at your line and try and force victory Sykes to, to get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, do you have to make some adjustments? Do you anticipate that they're going to do that again today? Yeah, I'm sure they're going to try to do that again today. You know, we're a little bit young up front, but, you know, our guys have been pretty solid. You know, I thought they played really well last week. We tightened some things up last week, and, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of pressure last week, and a quarterback had some time to get rid of the ball. And when our quarterback's got time, he's he's pretty accurate. So, you know, I'm I'm sure they're going to try to do the same what they did, and, you know, hopefully we can get that tightened up in there where, you know, we don't give them a shot at our quarterback. All right, Luke, uh, we look forward to another great game here this afternoon. Always appreciate the time. Great job uh, so far this season for you and the Longhorns. Best of luck. Thanks a lot, Doug. That's Luke Gideon, head football coach at Burwell. We'll talk with Ron Evans of Amherst as the New Tech Seed pregame show continues right after this. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. New Tech Seed pregame show rolls on here on Classic Hits, the state high school quarterfinals. Amherst is at home to take on the Burwell Longhorns. Second time this year, Coach Ron Evans joins us. And, Coach, uh, your thoughts on playing somebody for the second time of the year? You've done it with Ansley Litchfield a couple of times here lately. Yeah, yeah, we prefer probably not to play somebody twice in a row, you know, because it's always kind of the, the victor always has, uh, I guess, the – arrow or the I guess the target on their chest so the other team you know would would relish the chance to get another shot at them that's what's happening here but hey it's football playoffs and you gotta you gotta play who the who the you know the NSA says you gotta play so we'll take it let's go back to last week a uh, physical ball game as it always is with Ansley Litchfield how'd your kids come through at that in uh, in that aspect well, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we didn't get anybody that was, uh, you know, banged up too bad. We had some sore spots here and there, but for the most part, we're in pretty good shape. Let's take a look at uh, Burwell. That first night, uh, the weather was kind of like what we'll see tomorrow, but mm-hmm. how much could you take out of that? How different is the Burwell team that you've watched on film compared to the one that you actually played? Well, they're a little more, I think their offense got a little more diverse in the, you know, in the couple games in playoffs, so We'll have to be a little bit more aware on defense of them, you know, going to their strengths. You know, their passing game looked like it was a little better. They struggled a little with their passing game against us. Uh, uh, 
we're going to have to once again, you know, shut down the running game like we did there. It might be a little bit more difficult. You know, they've learned some things from playing us. So we should be all right, though. As you take a look at what they did last time and what you did to them, you really put a lot of pressure. You tried to use your defense and, and really come after them. Was that uh, something that you think you're going to be able to do again today, or what adjustments are you expecting? Yeah, well, we'll have to try to do it again. They may they may hold some people back and get a little more protection and, and uh, you know, maybe load up a little bit more off the front line, but we'll still have to do what we did last time, you know, put pressure you know, force them into mistakes, you know, third and long, stuff like that. What, uh, in game one, they got off to the good start. Uh, what concerns you? What did Burwell do even better than you thought maybe they would? Well, their running game is really, really good. And after that first, you know, quarter, we were able to kind of slow them down a little bit. We didn't stop them, but we slowed them down. So I would say, you know, we're going to have to get off to a better start than we did because, you know, that, the momentum was clearly in their favor, and it, it could have got uh, – could have got out of hand in a hurry if we hadn't uh, got the ship riding. We're talking with Amherst football coach Ron Evans ahead of uh, today's game with uh, the Burwell Longhorns. Obviously, both teams have dynamic players, uh, especially quarterback and wide receiver combination. And uh, Trey Tobenheim had quite the game for you uh, last week. Right, he did. And we're going to try to do it again. We're, we're going to do what we do. We're going to spread people out and you know, and throw the ball deep, and if they can cover that, we'll try the medium stuff, and if they can cover that, we'll try the short and throw a few screens in there and some reverses and, you know, try to keep them off their, you know, off guard a little bit so we can get some uh, get some easy scores and some quick scores. Obviously, Ron, we remember the first game because of the weather, and you kind of had to abandon the deep ball, and, and you did a lot of things underneath. How much better did that make you, and is that something that you'll have to do uh, against Burwell, or if the weather's okay here this afternoon, you can go back to your normal game? Yeah, I think we'll probably, we learned a lot from it, first of all, yeah. We, we know that we can, you know, hit those crossing routes and send our speed across, and and we can get open. Burwell may change defensively to stop that, but uh, we're we're still going to probably go deep a lot because that, that's kind of our that's kind of our bread and butter. So we'll uh, we'll try the deep game, and, and if that doesn't work, we'll move on to something else. Take me back to running back Colton Burke. Uh, I would assume that uh, Burwell is going to be trying to do some things to slow down that passing game that they didn't do the first time. And I would think maybe Colton has a chance to be a, a little bit more of a cog in this football game. How do you see it? Oh yeah, we're we've all week long we've worked on getting Colton a little bit more uh, involved in it. We've got, like I say, we've got four or five good receivers. So you know, we we put Colton out there. He does he does good things. He runs good routes. He got good hands. He's also very important in our screen game. So then when we swing him out of the backfield, he's pretty tough there. So we're going to have to spread it around. You know, use Braden, use use Colton, use Holden and Trevor, and even Peyton Call a little bit to maybe you know, put the pressure on them in all different areas. Rodney, obviously you have not had a lot of deep games, a lot of games going into the fourth quarter you did against Burwell. That does mean that you're building depth for the future. Those kids uh, had to go against the ones for quite a while in the second half last week. How, how did you think they performed? They did great. They did great. Our, our juniors and sophomores that have stepped in for us, you know, have done great. They've gotten better all week long, or excuse me, all year long. And, uh, you know, we were looking at, you know, we didn't have a lot of underclassmen depth when we started this season, but we, we now have it. We've got five or six kids that played quite a bit for us this year. You've told me all year long about the business-like approach the kids have. I know the kids like to have some fun as well, but they're getting closer now to that goal. You can kind of start to see it. We're down to eight teams, and we're going to be down to four after today. Have you noticed any change in practice and around the halls? No, not a bit. 
they're they're still the same. They they're loose and have fun, and they you know they still work hard in practice, but they're they're always uh, they're always relaxed and and they their practice habits haven't changed at all. It's still still very good. You know, of course we don't practice as long as we have in the past, but when we do get out there, they're serious and they mix in a little fun with a little little work, and it seems to be working for us. How about the coach? Oh, he's nervous. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not loose. He he never has been. I'm not wired for. I'm not wired for loose. So, fortunately, my assistant coaches are. Those boys do a great job for me. They're they're a little wired, a little different, and they can uh, they can be loose and relaxed and and have a good time. All right, Coach. Hey, let's have a great afternoon, and always appreciate the chat. And hopefully, we can do it again uh, next week. All right. Thanks, Doug. That's Ron Evans, head football coach of the Amherst Broncos. We'll be back with the starting lineups as they get ready to take on Burwell in the state quarterfinals right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Now's the time to get in touch with Craig Weegis, your pioneer sales professional, to learn about the early pay savings program options. There's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits. Let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off, for the Burwell Longhorns, the center is number 68, a 185-pound freshman, Weston Swoboda. The guards are number 44, 195-pound junior Chase Hoschneider. And number 50, 225-pound sophomore Thomas Hughes. At end, number one. 200-pound senior Ty Chaffin, and number four, 220-pound junior Tyler Gideon. At fullback, number 22, 210-pound senior Lane Helgoth. At eyeback, number 11, 200-pound junior Tory Huffman. And at quarterback, number eight, 190-pound senior Victory Sykes. The head coach of the Burwell Longhorns is Luke Gideon, assisted by Will Gideon, Mike Max, Phil Simpson, and Jess Helgoth, 9-1 on the season with the only loss to Amherst. They were ranked eighth coming in to the playoffs. For the Amherst Broncos, no changes there either. Number 59 is your center, Dane Bogard, 6-foot, 190-pound junior. The guards are number 26, 6-foot, 185-pound senior, Jacob Klingelhofer, and number 49, 5'8", 175-pound senior, Tim Christensen. They'll go with three ends. Number 12, 5'7", 140-pound junior, Trevor Adelung, who had the big reception before halftime and interception and then reception last time they played Burwell. Number 15 is a 175-pound, 5'11", sophomore, Holden Eckout. And number 27, 5'11", 165-pound senior, Braden Eckout. The eyeback is number 10, 5'9", 170-pound senior, Colton Burke. And the All-State quarterback dominee, number three, 5'10", 180-pound senior, Trey Tobenheim. The head coach of the Amherst Broncos is Ron Evans, assisted by Eric Rippon, Joe Radke, and Colin Pfeiffer, a perfect 10-0 and ranked fifth in the state of Nebraska. And that's a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. As far as injuries, Larry, nothing has changed there either. Ty Hadwiger has been out uh, the last half of the season and will be done. In fact, maybe carrying on into basketball. Burwell is healthy, but Ty has uh, torn some things up in his leg, his knee, and uh, he is out. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Yeah, and it's, it's good to see when you get to this time of year, Doug, and guys are healthy. That's the one thing. You can match the films up where they played before 
It's not a situation where somebody's out and the hammer's coming back in or vice versa. So that will play into this. One thing that is interesting, we kind of talked about it at the very beginning, is the number of years for the assistant coaching staff. They have rotated through. You've got some young guys over here from Amherst. And as you mentioned, the Burwell boys, some of them have been head coaches, and they have done it for a number of years. But Amherst has kind of been in this situation recently where Burwell has not. In times like this, I'm telling you that experience, Doug, that small little adjustment, winning one of these games, it will come down to your adjustment to the adjustment. Young staff sometimes struggle with the adjustment to the adjustment. Well, we'll see how things go today as Burwell travels south to take on Amherst. The winner advances on to the state semifinals Monday against either Elgin or Clearwater Orchard. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Burwell won the toss. They decide to take the football, and we will find out how things start for them when we come back on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Heartland Bank's history is embedded with the stories of many families. After all, we've been here as family farms and businesses have passed from one generation to another. Throughout the years, we've tried to demonstrate an involvement in the community that goes beyond the dollars and cents of banking. This history is testimony to our commitment to the economic, cultural, and social development of the communities we serve. Heartland Bank is a proud supporter of the area teams with a location near you. Heartland Bank, member FDIC. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel seed dealer. The difference between an average home and a beautiful home may be something as simple as an interior door. And when you choose Mead Lumber, you choose to have a great selection of everything you need for a small home improvement to a complete remodel. Mead Lumber can help you design a floor plan and provide the supplies you need to build it. Mead Lumber is committed to providing quality and sustainable building materials, a strong product mix and selection, competitive pricing and outstanding service, timely delivery, and so much more. Mead Lumber and Carney, building dreams and relationships. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. This is Carol Pelster, Branch Operations Manager at Nebraska Land National Bank in Kearney. During the holiday season more than ever, our thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made our progress possible. And in this spirit, we sincerely say thank you, and we look forward to continue serving you with local people, local decisions, and local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank.
You're listening to the state football playoffs on Classic Hits 98.9, KKPR-FM. Carney, Amherst, Burwell, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our online streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. Let's continue to look at the uh, weather conditions here. 55 degrees, but Larry, wind at about 9 to 10 miles an hour. When that sun sets behind the horizon here, it definitely glares into the Amherst side. But when it gets behind the, the hill over there in about the next 15 minutes, that temperature will definitely drop. But we're okay here today. It's going to be a good night for football in November. Yeah, you dream it up, Doug, how you want to play it. And this is it. The weather's perfect and the field is dry. We have fourth quarter scores in D2. It is Why Not 54, Exeter Milligan 32. Exeter has not scored. There's only been one uh, touchdown, an eight-point uh, swing there for Why Not in the second half. Humphrey St. Francis 38, Fall City Sacred Heart 6, and Sandhill Stedford 49, Garden County 8. Those games are all at the half in the second quarter. Creighton 38 and High Plains 12. Burwell decides to take the ball. They will have to come out and make the same statement they did when they played the first time. Burwell, remember, was able to stop Amherst three and out, score. Stop them three and out, and they were headed in to score again. Got stopped in the red zone. Yeah, and and the the only thing I'll say here is by doing this, you give a high-octane offense. By taking the ball first, you give the high-octane offense, Doug, a chance to get a two-for-one. The late score at the end of the half and the score to start the third quarter. We saw Oakland Craig do it last week and end the season with Gibbon. So first down, ready to roll here as the ball is on the tee, and we're ready for some high school football playoffs here on Classic Hits. The ball is in the air. It's a line drive kick, and Sykes will take it at the four-yard line. He'll come right up the middle of the football field. 10, 15, 20. Makes a man miss, and he's down the sideline. 30, 35. The big-bodied Burwell Longhorn will be pushed out of bounds just short of midfield between the 37 and the 38. And you've got some big boys out here. And when we take a look at Burwell, something I saw last week was the improved play. And again, we just had the on a muddy track, but Helgoth up there, he is going to be able to run the ball a little bit and block a lot when Victory Sykes decides he wants to run the ball. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Amherst's lucky Hunter Jones made the tackle there, Doug. So at the 38-yard line, first down in 10, and it's going to be Sykes around the left side, and Sykes is going to take it all the way to the end zone. Burwell on the first play, a simple bootleg around left end, a 42-yard touchdown. Yeah, Doug, simple quarterback power. What they do there, they fake the jet sweep, the jet sweeper ends up being the blocker. Nobody on the edge. Jug it, or Doug, it wasn't even close. Uh, the edge got set, and he was gone. Maybe that's why they wanted the ball. Yep, it looks like a good decision there. You see some things on film. Both teams have kickers. Both teams can go for two, but Burwell will go for the extra point. Low snap. The kick is away, and the kick is going to sail wide right for Caden Owens. The snap was a little low. Good job to get it set down, but it just threw the whole timing off. So one play, one five-points bank touchdown, a 42-yard run by Victory Sykes. It's Burwell six, and Amherst nothing. The Broncos will touch the ball when we come back. If people look at the history and what Mary Lanning has attempted to provide for 100 years, is amazing. I would hope that within the next 100 years, the hospital and its staff would not lose sight of its history, why it's here, why it was developed, why Mr. Lanning put it together, and why it was called Mary Lanning Memorial Hospital. I think Mary Lanning's role in the community 
will always stay strong and the hospital will always be something that the community will be proud of. I see it as remaining a community hospital that provides the best service for the people of this area. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. As Burwell kicks it off, it's a high, fairly short kick, but we've got a little running room here and a possible return, 15, 20, 25, bringing the ball up the football field, Colton Burke. He's going to get to the 30, but sticking with it the whole time. Looked like Ty Chaffin over there. He kept fighting off the block, fighting off the block, and finally able to bring Colton Burke down. But, boy, when they faked the reverse, there was a huge hole up the left sideline in front of the Amherst bench. First yeah. and 10 at the 32. Totally 37, of, excuse me. Totally out of their lane, Doug. Nobody there, and, it, and they really didn't run with the reverse. Just was nobody home. Well, Burwell started at the 38. Amherst starting at the 37. They go bubble right, single left, out of the shotgun, empty backfield. Tobenheim wants to run. He's got pressure in the backfield. He's swallowed up for a big loss. And there on the tackle is going to be Hofschneider, who had a great game last week and a loss behind the line of scrimmage to the 33-yard line, a three-yard loss, three-and-a-half-yard loss. All right, here's the key. Right there, Burwell came out in typical Mike Max Burwell stuff. Six guys, five, six guys on the line of scrimmage, Doug. There's money to be made throwing the ball there. Will Amherst be able to get in the right set and throw it out of that if Burwell's going to be that stout against the run? The last time it was Amherst that brought the pressure to Burwell, Burwell brought it there. Three men on the line. Man-to-man outside. Quick little swing. Wide receiver. Screen out to the right side. It's complete for a little bit of a gain across the 35 and pushed out of bounds just short of the 40. I think they'll mark it at the 39. Yeah, that's a nice little gain. And now screen, Doug. And on that now screen, that's what uh, Amherst is going to want to do. Get the ball in the hands of, of their athletes in space and just let them run. Explain to the fans that are listening the now screen. A now screen, the receiver literally just turns straight to the receiver. It's thrown straight down the line of scrimmage. It's not a bubble. It's thrown to number one. He doesn't move. That's a lot of like what you saw the Huskers do with Westerkamp on Saturday. Third down and eight at the 39. And rolling out to his left with a little bit of pressure, Tobenheim underneath. That A-count is out of bounds, but they're going to give him the spot. I'd love to see that on film, Larry. Yeah, his foot was on the chalk there. Uh, no question, his foot was on the chalk there, Doug. Uh, but here's what they did. That was, that was an option route. Eckout's going to press the, the coverage vertical and then drop the bottom out of the thing. And uh, great throw there, um, uh, keeping uh, the ball moving. Well, Tobenheim able to put it on the money. And it is enough for a first down to the 27-yard line. They'll give it to Burke this time on a stretch, and he is upended in the backfield, coming through virtually untouched. There's Helgoth, and they're playing from behind the chains on second down again. It's another big loss of five yards this time. It'll be second down and 15. It's very interesting, Doug. They're taking, Burwell's taking Ty Chaffin, locking him up head-on um, uh, with Braden out. Huge size difference there. The interesting thing is he's walked down, but he's not putting his hands on him. I would think as big as Chaffin is, he could keep Eckout from getting off the line of scrimmage and just jam him up and play big boy football. Speed versus power in that matchup. Second down and 15 at the Burwell 33. The Longhorns already on top, 6 nothing. Two and a half in. Tommenheim, little dump out here into the flat. is going to be complete to his running back, Burke. He's going to dive to the 25-yard line and pick up eight. It'll be third down and seven. 
Yeah, and that's what they do. That was just a simple five-yard out. And in eight-man football, you can attack the flat much better because your corner's also your outside linebacker, so you're a guy short there. The hurry up, no huddle on third and eight. Plenty of time this time. Now Tobenheim scrambles. He'll have to throw towards the pylon, and Eckout's covered by Chaffin incomplete. It'll be fourth down, the first incompletion for Tobenheim. Yeah, and this is a deal. Amherst probably isn't too nervous in some of these down-and-distance situations like this. Uh, this is still fairly comfortable for them. I know it's fourth and long. You're talking eight. But the way they throw it, Doug, and can stretch the field, I don't think this is terribly uncomfortable. You talked about taking away the underneath route. The pressure is so strong up the middle, I'm not sure Tobinheim could see the underneath route so far. Fourth down and eight at the 25-yard line, obviously going for it. Trips to the right side. Eck out to the left side. Back to pass Tobinheim. Has time, throws over the middle of the football field. It's complete for a first down into the hands of Trevor Adelung. He's going to be knocked out at about the 13-yard line, 14-yard line, a gain of 11 and a first down. Well, the defensive guys will call it a pick. The offensive guys call it a rub route, but that's what that was. There, the Amherst, two of those Amherst receivers in that bunch set were flat blocking, and it got the guy loose. And Tobenheim had time to throw it. That is going to be a key. You just don't see him get popped very often. First and 10 inside the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone at the 14. Tobenheim back to pass. Three-man rush. Fade to the corner of the end zone. Eck out, and it's knocked away by Chaffin trying to get it to Braden in the front pylon incomplete. I love the matchup because of the size and athleticism. Ty Chaffin is an athlete. He's a great big kid, but he's also an athlete. Ty Chaffin is, you know, he's a 200-pound kid, and he looks to be about 6'2", 6'3". He's a big guy where Eckout, you know, is in that 5'11", 165 range, Doug. Yeah, you look at the ends, 140, 175, 165 for Amherst, 200, 220 for Burwell. Second and 10 at the 14-yard line. Again, trips right, Eckout left. Looking right now, looking left, Tobenheim underneath. It's complete to hold an Eckout at the 10, the 5. Does he stay in bounds? Yes, he does. Touchdown, Amherst. If broke the tackle at the 6 and was able to keep his balance for a 14-yard if touchdown you're, reception. If you're Burwell right now, Doug, you've got to get to that umpire and tell him that, again, Braden Eckout just went and flat-out blocked the middle linebacker. That was another rub concept. He literally goes across, blocks the middle linebacker, and it allows the uh, other receiver to come free. Burwell's coaches have got to get to those officials. And that is uh, offensive pass interference is what Larry's talking about in that situation, looking for the left-footed kick here of Adelung. Eckout, Braden the holder to break the tie. Snap good, placement down. The kick is away, plenty of distance, and it is good. 8.40 to go here in the first quarter. Amherst 7, Burwell 6, a 14-yard touchdown pass from Tobenheim to hold an eck out, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, 
a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker with you here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Each team scores on their opening possession. 7-6, Amherst converted the extra point. And they're ready to boot it away, trying to pound it through the end zone, but Sykes is going to be able to take it at the 1, straight up the middle of the field, 10. He had a good return last time. But Tomahawk comes around from his right side and drops him across the 20 at about the 22-yard line, and that's where the Longhorns will take over. For Burwell to have a chance here tonight, Doug, to close the distance against this Amherst team, which is a great football team, they're going to have to stay with them in the score. Battle Amherst is going to try, Doug, too many athletes. Burwell can't get in a situation where they punt it to him and then let Amherst just get on a roll. So it'll be first down and 10 at the 22 for Burwell. Trailing 7-6, they're going to go to that double-wing formation. Put Helgoth in motion out of the shotgun, ready to throw over the middle of the field. Wide open, there's the man, Gideon, and he is going to score. Two offensive plays and two touchdowns for the Burwell Longhorns. Tyler Gideon. You're looking at Chaffin. We talked about it. Another thing that we hit in the pregame, Larry, is that he is going to be a part of this football team that can do everything that Chaffin does, just maybe not quite as well, and they have him as the second receiver on this football team. Yeah, and here's what I'll say, Doug. That was the exact same run fake that they scored on the first, but they crossed the two tight ends. Everybody ran with uh, uh, the fake that made it look like the exact same play that they scored on on the first play, left that receiver wide open. Uh, you call this, and it'll come back. Now they're ready to line up for two since they missed the extra point last time under center. Rolling right, Gideon being hit as he throws, and it's going to be batted down, knocking the ball away is Chase Pearson. So conversions in a high-scoring game can definitely be a pretty big part of the football game. A five-points bank touchdown. We have 8.24 to go here in the first quarter. Burwell, two plays, two touchdowns, leads Amherst 12-7. We'll be back with more after this. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. And custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the railroad, 1st Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. Well, we say a big thank you, as always, to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sporting activities, Athletic Director Tyler Herman and all the folks here at Amherst for their hospitality. But this hasn't happened to the Broncos all year long. Here's the only thing I'll say. If you're Amherst, chill out. And if you're the coaches, you say, guys, we're the better football team. They're going to make Burwell play the next three and three-quarter quarters. Uh, This looks to me like Burwell had something drawn up, right? This was the plan. Now, can you sustain it? Once the two shock plays that you practiced all week uh, paid off for you, what can, you can't run those two plays 45 times. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you wouldn't think so. If they're successful, we'll have a long game, and Burwell will advance to their first eight semifinals. The first mistake of the game, Burwell kicks the ball out of bounds. Yeah, the last thing you can possibly do here is give this Amherst offense any juice here. And Amherst smartly is going to make them re-kick it, Doug. When you got athletes, move them forward five yards and make them kick it to you again. So Victory Sykes has 100 yards even of offense, 42 running and 58 through the air. 12-7 your score. 
And they'll back him up five yards to the 25, ready to boot it again. And that's also, Doug, from a play-calling standpoint, we talked about the experience on the Burwell sideline. They have that. They ran the jet sweep for the big touchdown. Now the smoke and mirrors run the jet sweep fake and then just throw it back across. Uh, Great play-calling. So ready to boot it away again. Burwell, this one is a high end-over-end kick right down the middle of the football field, and it drives him back into the end zone. Colton Burke. About a yard deep, so they can't return it, and Amherst will have to start at their own 15. Nice foot into that football there by Helgott. Yeah, you could bet that a million times and win that bet every time that that doesn't pay off in Amherst's favor. I can't believe he got that to the end zone. So 8-24 remains here in the first quarter, and it is 12-7 in favor of the Amherst Bronco, or in favor of the Burwell Longhorns, and Amherst ready to touch it for the second time on offense. They're empty in the backfield. Stack twins right and left here for Tobenheim. He's got a little pressure. He rolled out intentionally. Pump fake. He's going to start running it, get up to the 20-yard line, and then pushed out of bounds. Nice gain on the play there, but I think he was designed to roll out on that one because he, he took off before the pressure really got there. Yeah, and the interesting piece to that whole thing, Doug, is, I mean, I'm not even calling a defense tonight. I'm up here on the radio, and I'm nervous every single time. Amherst has got so many weapons. They really stress you in so many ways. They stretch the field horizontally and vertically uh, very well. So it'll be second down and two after the eight-yard gain. Trips to the right, and Bradenek out to the left. He goes underneath. Tobenheim's going to go to him. The ball's caught, and it'll be brought down by Ty Chaffin at the 28-29 yard line. It is a short gain, but it is going to be enough for the first down. Yeah, and he had Holdenek out open on the other side of the field, Doug. Really just a situation where he could go where he wanted to with the ball there. So far, Amherst has been able to do everything they've wanted to do offensively. The fourth first down here, the ball game for Amherst. 12, 7, 8 minutes and counting. First and 10 at their own 29-yard line. So we haven't seen a lot of different formations so far from Burwell. Faking the pressure, Tobenheim now steps up. He'll bring Bring it right up the middle of the field. Has room 30, 35, and he's going to be knocked down by the safeties right near midfield. It'll be just short at the 39-yard line. Chaff it in there, as is Jake Hansen. But another first down. Yeah, Amherst is running a ton of bunch formation. It's tough to cover that, Doug, uh, when you're running zone coverage because who picks up who coming out of the bunch? And again, keeping the pace flowing here. Ready to go out of the shotgun. And looking right all the way, going to the end zone, and there's contact. Are we going to get a flag? Yes, pass interference coming from all over the field. One flag thrown, then his two buddies help him out and throw theirs as well, trying to get it down the field to Colton Burke, but definite contact. Yeah, there was. uh, He wasn't even out of his break uh, when the contact happened. Um, That's one of those where I think – if you are a very experienced official, that's probably not pass interference. Right. It's the five-yard chuck or a hold, but it's always going to be called pass interference in eight-man football, and that's what the case is here. So it'll move the ball to the Burwell 26-yard line. Yeah, they had Caden Owens. He's playing that corner. He's got the big cast on his hand, Doug, and he's just in total bail technique there. First down and 10. Amherst trailing 12-7. to seven. Out of the empty backfield, shotgun again. Tobenheim rolls to his left, throws underneath, and it's dropped that time, trying to get it into the hands of Holden Eckout, who had some room up the sideline, got in front of Torrey Huffman. There's that underneath route that you like so much. Yeah, and they run those. When they come out of that bunch and they run those shallow crosses and all that underneath stuff, it's so hard to cover because you've got those other guys 
uh, flying to the end zone. You've got an experienced band director here at Amherst. <laughs> right before the last snap, he told the band to get ready, so maybe there's a play getting ready to be run that we don't know about. Well, the sun finally gets enough behind the hill over there that it will not affect the football game. And, boy, there's a discussion over there on the Burwell sideline. The back judge was over there for quite a while, so we'll see if that was what you were talking about earlier or if they just didn't like the call. Second down and 10, Tommenheim, plenty of time in the middle, and it's going to be batted. No, it's going to be deflected into the hands of his wide receiver out here on the wing, Adelung. Ran everybody off and shallow cross right underneath. The pass was just low, and he reached out and grabbed it. There's that shallow cross again, Doug. Yeah, I thought that had got a hand on it at the line of scrimmage, but he just gave him the old sidearm sling that time. A gain of six. It'll be third down and four. Ball spotted at the 20-yard line. The back end of the nose just touching the chalk. Closer to the 19. Twin stacked right and left. Still checking the play on the wristband. Tobenheim takes the snap. Looks left, rolls left, feeling pressure, gets away from the pressure down the left sideline, 15, 10, and then he's going to be stood up and shoved out of bounds. And then a flag's going to come in for a late hit. Ty Chaffin, they had the momentum going out of bounds, and he tried not to throw him down, but they went down to the ground. They're going to call a late hit here. But a good run by Tobenheim. They didn't have enough of his jersey to bring him down. Yeah, and the key there, Doug, is going to be Tyler Gideon the DN plays it great, gets it to go outside, but he got too far upfield. You always coach your kids to be heel line. Don't ever be deeper than that offensive lineman's heels so that you can still get down the line. It allowed Tobenheim to get to the corner because Gideon was too far upfield. And it's a two-yard penalty because they were out of bounds at the four. The late hit takes it to the two. Just outside the two. First down and goal to go. Ball maybe closer to the three. Eck out, jet sweep, fake it, quarterback keeper. Tobenheim trying to get to the pylon. Trey Tobenheim is into the end zone for an Amherst touchdown. A lot of speed there, Doug. Burwell defended that pretty well. Amherst speed just got there. So the Broncos are back on top, 13-12 to with 6.40 to go here in the first quarter of play. Did you see, Doug, what was the penalty? It was only a two-yard penalty, but was it unsportsmanlike conduct or was it a late hit? It must have been a four-yard penalty because I think they pulled him out between the seven and the eight. Because I think the key there is if it's unsportsmanlike conduct, he gets one more of those, he's out of the game. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't think so. Let's try the extra point kick. Good snap. Kick is away. And Adelung pounds it up and good. 6.40 to go in the first quarter of the D1 State quarterfinals. The Amherst Broncos 14, the Brewell Longhorns 12 here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. At the Aurora Cooperative, the I Believe in the Future of Ag campaign is in full swing. I Believe is focused on building capacity for the future of FFA at the local and state levels. The Aurora Cooperative is one of 22 corporate sponsors providing a total of $270,000 toward the campaign this year. We hope you will pitch in too. Your donation, along with matching funds, will be sent to the FFA chapter of your choice. Contact your local FFA or Aurora Cooperative for more information and join the Aurora Cooperative in supporting FFA. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. 
At Aceracare Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Aceracare Hospice, caring for moments that matter. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom, ready to kick it off again here at Amherst where it's been back and forth. The difference, the extra points. Burwell missed a kick, then went for two and didn't get it. Amherst has hit them both with Adelung. And we are ready to boot it away yet again. This is a low-line drive kick. Sykes is still going to be able to field it cleanly at the 6. Up the middle of the field, 10. Wants to go left, 15, 20. He has room, 25, 30. And then he has stood up and dropped down at the 35. Give him the 36-yard line. So Burwell getting some pretty darn good returns. Up in that rain, the ball was taking Sykes about a yard into the end zone every time. They have not been able to convert that here today, and it's not because it's very windy. Now, Doug, the big question is going to be, can Burwell drive the ball? Uh, they've hit him with two big plays. They've got 12 points on the board out of two plays. That's not going to continue. The big two plays you worked on all week, yes, have paid off. Now can you drive the ball? We'll take a look at some of the scores here for you in just a moment. But we're not even halfway through the first quarter. Four touchdowns back to pass Sykes. Looking, looking, feeling some pressure. Steps up, sacked. And getting back there is Colton Burke. That's a coverage sack because he had plenty of time to scramble out of there. But Sykes decided to step up in the pocket, and then it collapsed around him. It's going to be a loss of four on the play back to the 32. Yeah, Colton Burke does a great job there. He's playing linebacker, and he just kept his feet quiet. Uh, uh, The coverage was good enough. Sykes had to finally take off. And when he did, um, Colton Burke just went and got him. Well, positive for Amherst. The first two plays, they scored touchdowns, not on the third one. It had been two plays, two touchdowns. Stack the backfield to the right side, and it's going to be oh, student body left and nowhere to go for Huffman. Hell got blocked his guy, but he couldn't block five of them, Larry. And back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a yard for Huffman. You see what I was saying a minute ago, Doug? Now we've had a couple different formations going backwards. We haven't seen the formation yet that we saw in the first two plays. That was the game plan, the plays they had drawn up to start the game. At some point, you have to go away from those and start trying to move it forward. So third down and long now. We'll say third and 13, 14 yards to go here at their own 33-yard line, needing to get to the Amherst 34 for a first down. And back to pass as Sykes steps up. Decides he can't throw it deep. He's going to have to dump it. He tries to throw it up in the air. It's going to be picked off by Eckout. It was a jump ball for Chaffin, and he'll pick it off at the 38-yard line of Amherst. He thought he could just lob it over Eckout and that Chaffin would have some room to run, and he just underthrew it a little bit because he had the right idea. Way too much athleticism there to try to test Eckout that way. Eckout just went up and out-competed him for the ball, Doug. So Braden Eckout... Able to come up with the first turnover of the ball game at the Amherst 38-yard line with 5.03 to go here in the first quarter, and now Amherst has the ball on a two-point lead. Out of the empty backfield, Tobenheim. Now they're kind of wearing down, throwing deep, looking for Eckhout, and he overshot him. Sometimes you just don't full sprint down the field because the ball hasn't been thrown, and as soon as it got in the air, that's when Braden hit the turbos, but it was too late. Yeah, Doug, it's 14-12. It's a two-point game. 
Burwell's had two positive plays. Outside of that, Burwell has just, or excuse me, Amherst has just outplayed him. Amherst offense right now, I don't know where Burwell's going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat to be able to stop him. Even on that, they threw the nine route and overthrew it. There were two other guys open uh, in the route. So it'll be second down and 10 at their own 38-yard line. Burke was in the backfield. He comes out of the backfield, makes the reception. He's got a lot of room. 40, 30, 25, 20. If he cuts back, he's gone. He cuts back, he's gone. A 43-yard touchdown reception for Colton Burke. And it's 20-12, Amherst. Yeah, screen pass there, just middle screen. The guys were downfield blocking, doing a nice job there. That was a great cut by Colton Burke. Burwell's got to get a first down or two, Doug, or you're going to see the snowball turn into an avalanche. Well, you know, it just didn't seem like they had the push up front that time. It's a little too soon to be running out of gas, but as you said, they've been playing defense virtually the whole game here. Now Adelong for the extra point. Snap a little low. Eckout handles it. The kick is away, and the kick, once again, is good. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. It could be a shootout. First one to 60. Amherst 21. Burwell 12 on a 43-yard touchdown pass to Colton Burke. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Two plays, and 43 yards later, Amherst is up by nine. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, Doug, they better find a way. Amherst better find a way to, to get some first downs here. The kick is away. Sykes takes it at the two. He loves going left. He does again. 20. He's got room 25. Lowers his shoulder, tries to take out Braden out instead of running around him, and problems there. Yeah, the returner there, Doug, is Ty Chaffin, number one. What did I say? Sykes? Sykes for every kickoff so far. Gosh, what is wrong? <laughs> and I'm looking right at him. I know right. it is. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ty. Apologize for that. That's okay. On every break, I've meant to tell you, and I forget every time. Well, Ty is having a great night returning the football, and this is a good return, just not as good as a couple of them. Out to the 28-yard line. Sykes in the double wing. Huffman to the left. Helgoth to the right. Huffman mini motion. They'll fake it to him. He'll be the lead blocker. And Sykes will follow him. They try to strip the ball away, but there was not a lot of physicality on that play. Tobenheim and Burke make the tackle at the 33-yard line. It's a nice little four-and-a-half, five-yard game, but they were trying to run the fake more than they were blocking. Burwell has three positive plays in this entire game. All three have been out of that formation. Don't get out of it right now. (laughs) Sykes, three carries, 43 yards, and a touchdown. 
trying to be a little bit methodical. They go with a wheel inside to Helgoth. Nobody blocks. Jacob Klingelhofer, and Klingelhofer gets the five back that Burwell just got on first down. They'll say four and a half. It'll be third and nine. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned it on this last play, Doug. Burwell looks really slow off the line of uh, scrimmage. When they snap it, Burwell looks awful slow. And Amherst is just being shot out of a rocket. Those linebackers are coming off the roof. The ends are coming down. Well, let's see what they do on third and nine. Chaffin out wide to the right. Twins there, single left, back to pass. Sykes has time, goes to the weak side to Gideon, and he's able to catch it. And then they say he was out of bounds? Yeah, they said no catch. Well, now hold on. He's still standing there, and he is explaining to the Burwell fans that he came down out of bounds trying to get it to Tyler Gideon, so it will be incomplete, and Burwell will be in a punting situation, fourth and nine at their own 29. Yeah, I mean, this thing can get away from Burwell right here, Doug. So it's time to punt the football away. 21-12 Amherst. And the kick. A nice one from Sykes. Drives it over Eckout's head. He wants to get to it, and he finally corrals it at the 5. Just stays inbound in front of his own bench. 10, 15, 20, and then out of bounds he goes. At about the 23-yard line. A 46-yard punt, though, for Sykes. Yeah, that was a great punt. Rolled. I thought Eckout did a nice job. Again, it just shows that athleticism, Doug being able to pick that ball up and go with it. You know, they were going to have that thing back inside the 10. Also in D1 on our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard, it is Creighton 58, High Plains 20. Brooding Davenport, Shickley, Guardian Angels kick at 6. Elgin and Clearwater Orchard at 7. The winner of this will play the winner of that. We'll look at some D2 in a moment here. But Amherst with the football. They're going to blitz from the right side. The play is to the offense is right. Option pitch. They'll get it to Burke. He didn't get a whole lot there. And coming all the way over to make the tackle is Sykes. Again, this is not the strength of the Amherst football team, but just trying to keep them honest. Yeah, but even there, Ty Chaffin blitzes off the weak side, Doug, and doesn't pursue hard. He pursues till it goes away, and then he starts jogging. Amherst looks fast right here. Amherst looks determined. In D2, winners, why not, over Exeter Milligan, eliminating the defending champ, 62-32. St. Francis over Sacred Heart, 46-14. Sandhill Stedford over Garden County, 49-14. In motion is going to be Eckout. Tommenheim, one-on-one, down the middle of the field, and it's past the outstretched hands of Holden Eckout. Double coverage that time from Caden Owens and Jake Hansen, trying to drag that linebacker onto Eckout. And it is third down and nine. Yeah, and Eckhout was behind him again, Doug, just barely overthrown, but he had gotten behind the defenders. So Amherst here again, third and ten, and I said it a little bit ago, I just the way their offense is constructed, I know they're on their own 24, but I don't know that this makes them overly nervous with the, with the way they play call. Third down and nine, 21-12 Amherst, 2.32 to go here in the first quarter of play. Again, empty backfield, twins right and left. Tobenheim looking deep the whole way, feels some pressure, lobs it down the sideline for Berkey. Makes a great catch at the 25-20, and he'll be drunk down by Jake Hansen at the 16-yard line. A gain of 40. Yeah, old-school wheel route. Going to run the outside, the number one receiver on the slant. Number two runs the five-yard out and then takes it straight up the sideline. Want to give you one other score. Chambers, Wheeler Central is already leading Anselmo Myrna 22 to nothing in the first quarter of play. First and 10 at the 16. 
Tommenheim to throw again. Looks left wide open. Eckhout, and he is into the end zone for the touchdown. A 16-yard touchdown pass. The third touchdown pass for Tommenheim after chucking six last week at Ansley Litchfield. Yeah, I will tell you, Doug, when you've got athletes like that, the play calling is pretty simple. You can call about any pass route. And those guys, I mean, you've got a quarterback that can flat throw it on the wheel route to Berg. He actually threw that ball before Berg ever turned up the field. That type of anticipation of being able to spin it the way Tobenheim can, pretty easy to call him. What a switch in this football game. Burwell came out and hit two grand slams, and Amherst has answered with 10 run innings. It's like they're playing at Wrigley. Here's the extra point. Adelung on the way, and it is good. He's four for four. As that goes down as a five-point bank touchdown from Tobenheim to uh, Braden Eckout, 16 yards. And it is 28-12 Amherst here on Classic Hits. Buzz's Marine has been creating family memories since 1956, and this year was one for the record books. We had a great season, and you reaped the benefits. We have more premium-used boats than ever before, detailed and indoors. Financing is available, so stop in now. Get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Don't miss out. Get here before our 36th annual used boat show in January. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. All right, Amherst ready to kick the ball away, and Ty Chaffin back deep here for the Longhorns to try and return this one. Uh, Each one has been across the 25-yard line. So far, they have not been able to bomb the kick into the uh, end zone here. But I think we're getting a little more adrenaline going. Line drive kick headed to the corner, and it hits the ground and skips into the end zone. So Chaffin didn't have a chance to return the kickoff there of Jacob Klingelhofer, and it'll be first down and 10 at the 15-yard line. But this is after you're, you're on it right away there, Larry. This Burwell team, just with the eye test, doesn't look like the same one that we saw even in the rain. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. They just look a little slower. I go back and Maybe run Amherst one of those. Just that fast. Well, well, Amherst is that fast, but I go back and try to run one of those two plays that you started the game with again. Same formation here. 21 unanswered by Amherst. They're up 28 to 12. Five in a box, and this will be the play to the left for Sykes. Quarterback follow up to the 20 yard line. Still got the pile moving, and he's going to get a couple more before Burke and Eckhout can bring him down at the 22. That's a nice seven yard gain. That's what Burwell needs to do here. Burwell needs to put about a five and a half minute deal together here, Doug. Slow this Amherst thing down. Make themselves feel better here. That'll go as far as anything. So a 16-point lead as you're listening to the state playoffs here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Single wide out right and left. Helgoth in the backfield. They will go quarterback draw. Sykes has to really work hard. Runs over the linebacker to get the first down, it would appear, across the 25 to the 26-yard line. Klingelhofer on the tackle. Here's what I love, what Amherst is doing right now, Doug. They're sitting Colton Berg right in the middle of the field. He's one of your toughest kids. 
they sit in there, let all that run and go on, and his feet are quiet, they're not getting to him, and they're just letting him attack the ball once it's past the line of scrimmage. Burwell ran two plays, had two touchdowns for their two first downs. That's the first one since then. Back to the double wing, Helgoth in motion. It's going to be a lead blocker for Helgoth, and Sykes will get the corner again. 35-40, dives into Amherst territory at the 38-yard line, a gain of 16. That's the exact play they ran the first play of the game there, Doug. And that time, Colton Berg did come down and fill. Now he got put on his back by the lead blocker, but that was the exact play you saw. They've run it twice, big money both times. Larry, how much? I mean, it's quarterback versus quarterback, but I think they're already asking a ton of victory. Sykes, Tobenheim is going to distribute the ball. He's going to run it a little bit, but if Burwell's going to win this game, Sykes is going to have the ball 90% of the time. They give it to Huffman. He's hitting the backfield. He takes two steps, and Klingelhofer is there. He's going to lose a yard. It'll be second and 11. But here's what I tell you. What you have to do in that situation is you go, it's the state quarterfinals. Who's my best guy, right? Who's my best pony? Cinch the saddle up and spur him to death in this thing. Sykes, 70 yards rushing, has the 158-yard touchdown pass. The rest of the team, negative three yards. Second down and nine, 11 at the uh, 39 of Amherst. And here comes pressure from the outside. Sykes steps up, has time, rockets it over the middle, but overshoots Ty Chaffin, who had man-on-man coverage, a little touch under that ball, and it's going to go for a long ways. Yeah, Lane Helgoff did a great job for Burwell, though the, the blitz uh, off the si- uh, outside Doug got there, and um, he picked it up very, very nicely to Lane Helgoff. Now, Lane is... I thought one of the keys to this football game, as was Tyler Gideon. But they haven't been heard from much offensively here. But again, you've got third and deep again, Doug. Third down and 11 at the 39-yard line of Amherst. Out of the eye formation, Sykes could be a halfback pass. Nope, Huffman, he's hitting the backfield once, gets away, and Eckout will have to finish him off. They got to him immediately. He was able to slip out of the grasp that time of Klingelhofer, but then Eckout followed him right back there. You've also got Peyton Call in there, and it's going to be fourth down and a big loss on the play of six yards. It'll be fourth and 17. Yeah, Jacob Klingelhofer did a great job there, Doug. Played it with his hands, kept it in front of him, and just kept the thing stringing out until his buddies could get there. Klingelhofer is doing a great job setting the edge. And that will bring the first quarter to an end that saw six touchdowns Four of them from Amherst. It's the Broncos 28 and the Burwell Longhorns 12. You're listening to the state playoffs on Classic Hits and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. In Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, See Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. 
State High School football playoffs on Classic Hits brought to you by Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. So to start the second quarter, it'll be a punting situation, the second punt of the game for Burwell. No rush, a high, shorter kick this time. They're looking for a little roll, and they'll get a Burwell bounce from the 21 to about the 13-yard line, a 33-yard punt, no return. Yeah, no return there, Doug. And uh, Burwell had something going on that last possession, and uh, Amherst slammed the door. Uh, Can they get the coverage fixed here? Uh, Amherst has been able to just run down the field, and their receivers have just flat ran alone. Well, Burwell and Coach Gideon telling us in the pregame they had to do some things defensively because once you finally, you can't, don't watch them on film, you finally know the kind of speed from the field. And they have not been able to get a stop yet in this football game. First and 10 at their own 13. And Tommenheim back to pass. He's got some pressure. He's back inside his five-yard line. A comeback route. Neck out will bail him out with a catch at the 17-yard line. It's not a big gain, but he was 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And that's what happens when you've got kids that have started and played for three years out there on the same route. Look for that, the same thing. Amherst ran a tracer concept on this side where they ran a nine route and then a wheel behind it. And uh, he was wide open. Bunch to, uh, was... the, bunch to the right side. They want to throw it underneath. It's complete to hold an neck out at the 20. And a nice tackle by Hanson at the 23. That is one thing we can say about Burwell. They are doing a good job of tackling on one. And it's enough for the first down. Yeah, they better, Doug, because Amherst is so athletic. But you're going to see Amherst come back to that. I think you'll see a big play down the field here. And it's going to come off of a wheel. And instead of running the slant with number one, they're going to run number one straight down the field and then trace his route. They ran it a minute ago. There was nobody there. Burwell, at some point, has got to put a lick on Tobenheim. They're not getting to him at all. He is so elusive. First and ten. Looks like they want to bring some pressure up the middle and out here. A little wide receiver screen to Eck out. Makes a man miss. To the 30 here is going to be our first penalty of the game on Amherst as he got to the first down. But where he made his cut, they're going to call either a block in the back or a hold, I believe, on Amherst. Yeah, and those uh, block, blocks in the back come uh, they're pretty easy. Simply, it's going to be a hold, Doug. Just because that's such a scramble uh, on that now screen. Everybody, when he cuts that back inside, everybody's momentum's going the other way. So a 10-yard holding penalty. They'll get credit for about four yards on the pass play. And so we should be looking at about second and 16 after they mark it off. Back to around the 17-yard line. Yeah, Dan, uh, again, you know, you talked about it. They've got to find a way to lay a lick on Tobenheim. This is really a pick-your-poison deal. If they send four or five, they don't have enough in coverage. Uh, so it's, it's so hard to blitz with those crossing routes because the ball gets out of Tobenheim's hands so quickly. First down, 16 yards to go. Ball is back at about the 17-yard line here for Amherst. First time they've had a long yardage situation. Here comes some pressure from Hofschneider. A jump pass down the middle of the field, and Eckout comes back and makes the catch of the 30. It's one on three, 25-20. You'll not catch him. Braden Eckout, 67 yards, and give Tobenheim credit for throwing off that back foot as far as he could. It was underthrown. Chaffin is on him, and Chaffin just didn't know to stop and come back. Yeah, he just couldn't find the ball, Doug. That's what happened there. Eckout went and competed for the ball. When you teach your receivers to go get the ball, Chaffin couldn't find it. And then once Eckout made the catch, actually, Chaffin has the angle, and uh, Chaffin just stood. That is the fourth 
touchdown pass tonight for Tobenheim. He is going to break all kinds of passing records in the playoffs here at the D1 level through these first three games, and they hope two more to go. Adelung's extra point kick is going to be shoved off to the left, and this one is no good. You know it's no good when the official catches it. And with 10.51 to go here in the first half, everything else is working well for Amherst. They survived the two big bombs from Burwell. Burwell scored on their first two plays, but Amherst has scored on every drive. The Broncos 34, the Longhorns 12. These are the state football playoffs on Classic Hits, brought to you by Mary Lanny Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. The kick is away. Another low-line driver. Chaffin bends down to pick it up, and it scoots right by him. And Larry, you can. what do you do if you're Burwell? The heads are down big time over here for the Longhorns. This is a 9-1 and football team that played Amherst tough in their only loss of the year. There is virtually three-quarters of football left, and they look beat out there right now, that's and you don't ever see that from the Longhorns. No, that's what I was going to say. Giant newsflash. There's 11 minutes left in the second quarter. And, I, you know, you hate to say that, it's just, but it's, it's so visible right now. Burwell needs something good to happen, so they'll give it to Helgoth. He's the battering back, and he will turn the corner, get across the 20, and get some positive yards. Yes, they would love to have a long drive and score, but they just need something positive right now. If they score in two bla- plays, so be it. It's a gain of seven. Now, there we talked about this in the, in, in, in the beginning, and they did it early, and they've gone away from it. What I saw on film, Doug, was running the ball – to Amherst's right side. There's money to be made there. You run it out there to Klingelhofer, and he's going to do to what he's done to you all night. No money to be made. Run the ball to the right side here, and you've got a shot to make some money doing that. So second down and three, and it's going to be quarterback follow over the left side, and the tackle made at the first down marker. Burwell gets what they want with victory Sykes, a gain of three. I've got him with 70 yards in the first quarter, so that'll give him 73. Five first downs, Unofficially now for the Burwell Longhorns and 13 for Amherst. Yeah, and Peyton Call for Amherst does a great job there, Doug. On the play side, Burwell had it blocked up right. Peyton Call came straight down the line of scrimmage, heel line, and made a great tackle. So it'll be first down and 10. Longhorns looking to get something put together here, trailing 34-12. Sykes wants to throw, rolls right, throws it underneath. Helgoth makes a nice catch. A fullback that can catch the ball. Short gain for about three, maybe four, across the 35-yard line. Maybe just short, is that what they're going to say? He's down just before the 35. Yeah, that's an important play, Doug, running that little rollout out there to the, to the flat. That keeps the running game alive when you can 
press that flat with the passing game. It makes those backers bet just a hair. That's the first completed pass for Burwell since the second touchdown. And it's a gain of three to the 28 officially. Back to the double wing. They'll follow the blocking backs and up the middle is Sykes. In fact, he got away. The, the backs, Huffman and Helgoth, came to the edge. Sykes thought he saw a hole up the middle, so he jumped there, and he's able to cross the 30 to the 31. It's going to be a gain of about three and bring up third down and four. Yeah, and Chase Pearson uh, there does a great job, Doug. Colton Berg, both of them playing inside linebacker. Uh, Evans has got these inside linebackers playing well. They're just keeping their feet quiet, and they're chasing the ball once it gets to the line of scrimmage. 34-12, Amherst, 9-10 and counting in the third or first. Back to pass, Sykes has time. Wants to throw deep, and they misconnected that time. Colton Burke was the closest there, looking for Tyler Gideon, but undershot him by about six or seven yards. He really actually threw it in between Chaffin and Helgoth, deep over Chaffin, short of Gideon. And it'll be fourth down and four, and you almost got to think about going for it. Yeah, well, you're not stopping them. I mean, legitimately, Doug, this is a deal where what difference does it make? If you punt it to them, they're going to score uh, you know, the way the game's gone. So sometimes as a play caller, you look at it that way and say, let's go for it. Let's see if they just try to draw them off sides. It is fourth and four. They line up to go for it at their own 31 under center. I think that's all you're going to see here, too. And Burwell will call a timeout. They didn't get up to the line of scrimmage real quick, and they called the timeout pretty quickly. So it will be the first timeout of the ball game brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. 9.03 to go in the first half. Amherst 34, Burwell 12. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, When you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. And Burwell is going to line up and go for it. And out of the backfield, Helgoth is going to make the catch out in the flat. He'll just cross midfield to the 39-yard line, so he gets 10. And more importantly for the Longhorns, Larry, they keep possession of the football. Yeah, absolutely the right decision there, Doug. Even if Burwell uh, punts it, doesn't get it there, their defense isn't playing well enough. They've got to find a way uh, to get back in this thing on the offensive side of the ball. They need to chew clock. They need to score. They need to get to halftime no worse than they are right now to stay in this football game and hopefully for Burwell make some adjustments. Amherst doing just about everything right right now. Back to the double wing and back to pass Sykes. Wants to go deep, wants to go for it all for Gideon. Looks back over his shoulder and it's knocked away by Holden Eckout. Yeah, and Gideon had him beat again, dug the ball just a hair under thrown, a little bit too much air under it uh, and allowed Holden Eckout to be able to make a play on it. 
And again, the weather not a factor here for uh, Sykes so far on the year. He's thrown for 1,670 yards, 21 touchdown passes, and he has run for just under 800 at 790. So they don't look the same, but he and Tobenheimer out of that same athletic mold. Second and 10 at the Amherst 39-yard line. Quarterback run to the right side, follows his blockers, gets to the 35, and is gang-tackled there. Again, you've got Klingelhofer, and then the safeties come over to help out. It'll be a gain of four and bring up third down and six. But again there, Doug, the edge is set on Amherst's left side. The money right now, I think, is off, off Amherst's right side. You're running to that left side, and Jacob Klingelhofer and crew over there is doing a great job. Let's take a look at the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. Ashley Furniture delivering your dream furniture to your door. It is Creighton 58, High Plains 26. They are into the second half up there. We are 7.50 away from halftime. Empty backfield, Sykes. He was looking for Helgoth out of the backfield. Now decides to run it. He's got some room. He's got the first down. Runs right over the first down marker inside the 30 at about the 28. Now they just got to make sure everybody's okay over there. You said it. Most most importantly, the uh, guys that hold the chains. Because Eckhout and Berg on that just absolutely hammered him. Again, I've said it many times, but I really like what Amherst's doing. A lot of times they get linebackers, inside linebackers, too active, Doug, and they're away from plays. They're sitting these guys right now right at the – they're waiting for the ball to cross the line of scrimmage until they react, and it's allowing them to play fast and athletic. The Burwell coaching staff wants a measurement because it looks like it's short, and they only have to move the chains a couple of inches, and the chain gang is bringing out the chains just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you. If you were stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair, and it's a good thing they brought the chains out because it's a first down, Larry. Yeah, and if, for Burwell right here, start feeling good about yourself. We said it in the open, the best way to slow down or stop this Amherst offense is for you to be on offense, Burwell, and that's what they need to do here. Back to the scoreboard, just about ready to kick off. Bruning, Davenport, Shickley, and Guardian Angels, and then at 7, it is Clearwater Orchard at Elgin Public Pope John in D2. Chambers Wheeler Central leads Anselmo Myrna 30 to nothing in the second quarter. Sandhills, Thedford, Humphrey, St. Francis, and Wynott have already won. First and 10, fake the jet sweep. They'll throw it out of the backfield. Hofschneider, for the first time, has it thrown his way, and he'll catch it, take it inside the 20, and is close to the first down again at about the 18-yard line. Yeah, just on the simple out, Doug, they've run that out a couple of times. Coaches are pretty upset on the Amherst side. You know, one of the things you also have to do is stay calm as a staff and know that great players are still going to make plays, and Burwell is in the state quarterfinals. Only one loss on the season. And it's nice to see somebody new. Uh, you're going to have to have that if you are Burwell. Have somebody new get it done for you. It is enough for a first down. First and 10 at the 18. 34-12 Amherst, 7.40 to go. Quarterback follow left side. Makes one man miss. Gets by Burke. And he's going to be drugged down in the tackle made by Colin Jackson. Inside the 15 to about the 13. A gain of five. And there's the first time we see Colton Berg get up the field, doesn't make the tackle. When he's been playing it laterally, he's been making it for a one-yard gain or a loss. Well, this is the longest stretch of time without a touchdown. Almost four minutes, and it will be four minutes by the time Burwell gets the ball snapped. Second down and five at the 8-13-yard line. 
in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone here. 34-12, Amherst with the lead. They have scored 27 straight. Out of the pistol again. Sykes wants to pass underneath, wide open. Chaffin, and he walks in. Somebody missed one there because Ty Chaffin is never going to be that wide open as the number one receiver, but a 13-yard touchdown pass, and Burwell cuts it to 34-18. For 100 years, that's Luke Gideon football. Run the ball, throw the out, run the ball, throw the out. He loves that style of offense. Burwell got back to being who they are there. So Sykes will hit Chaffin for the first time tonight. The other touchdown pass went to Gideon, and they'll line up for two. Empty backfield here for Sykes. Helgoth trying to wheel out of there, and he'll pitch it to him at the last moment, and he'll break a tackle and get in for the two-point conversion. Great athleticism, athleticism there because Sykes was swallowed up immediately as he took off, and before that knee hit, he got it out to Helgoth, who broke a tackle to get in for the two-point run. Yeah, it was a great job by Burwell. Burwell's got to circle the wagons here a little bit. They've got to find a stop. After that, Doug, what they need to do is find a stop here. Here's the the, the scary part. We talked about this at the beginning of this. 6.49 left in the half here. Burwell's closed this thing to two scores. Amherst gets a ball to start the third quarter. This is that two-for-one shot we were talking about earlier where, in a sense, I like to defer that simply to keep Amherst from getting two unanswered possessions. Well, Burwell made it work. They did make it work tonight. The very first play of the game was a 42-yard touchdown run, and after jumping up 12-7, they had really slowed down. But here, they're able to get the five points bank touchdown, a 13-yard pass from Sykes to Ty Chaffin. They've really enjoyed that combination throughout the year. That's the 14th touchdown reception for Chaffin. 6.49 to go here in the second quarter, 34-20. to But how do you get that stop, Larry? Yeah, I, it, it's tough. I was just running that through my head because I really think if you can get a stop, some of the play calling for, for Amherst could panic a little bit and you could start that going. I'm just not sure what the adjustment is. I'd watch for an onside kick right here. Let's see if Burwell is bringing out all the stops. Nope, line drive and through the end zone. So a nice kick there, and Amherst will start at their own 15. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Doug, is... is this whole thing comes down to really two route concepts. Amherst has killed them with the out and the up, and then they've combined it with the out and up. You've got to be able to play the flat better, yet keep the middle of the field condensed so the shallow cross doesn't beat you. Ron Evans told me, uh, we're going to throw it, and we're going to throw it a lot. And when they throw it a lot, he means more than normal, which is hard to do. And they have not run the ball yet here in the second quarter. And back to pass again. Tobenheim avoids the rush, steps up. Hofschneider grabs his jersey, and he's going to bring him down at the 20-yard line. A cane of five, or there was some room up the middle. Second down and five, and that was not the designed run, but it will be the first run play of the second quarter here for Amherst. You know, part of it could be, Doug, start running some uh, bigger zones where maybe stop sending three and four and only send one and two and confuse them on the snap, maybe drop that four-tech back into the middle of the field. Your middle-of-the-field defender, drop him into the flats. Three twins to the right, twins to the left. Empty backfield for Tobenheim. Quick little out here, and he completed a hold-a-neck out. He ran right into the defender and gets a half a yard, maybe. Good job. Hofschneider is there again. Also Ty Chaffin, and so we do have a third down and five situation here for Amherst. You always tell those receivers they want to catch that now screen and run it straight back into the middle of the field. Understand that outside the numbers, Doug, that's where lettuce eaters live. 
when you get into the middle of the field. Rapids? That's where the meat eaters and children eaters live. Keep that thing outside the numbers. So it'll be third down and five. Wide side left, near side boundary. Here we go. They'll swing it out here for another wide receiver screen. There's your now to Eck out. Complete. 5, 10, 15. Here's this track star down the right sideline. 30, 20. Touchdown Amherst. On third and five, a 60-yard touchdown that was 59 run after the catch. F-A-S-T quick. Holy cow, Doug. I mean, he hit the gas. There were two guys that had the, the angle on him without question. Torrey Huffman really was there, and he just broke Torrey Huffman's ankles. Holy cow. That is the kind of thing that bring gold medals home in May. It is going to be an extra point kick here for Adelung. The last one was shoved a little bit to the left till he's 4-5. The left-footed kicker awaits the snap. Good. Hold good. Kick hammered. Kick is Good. With 5.22 to go here in the second quarter of the D1 State Quarterfinals at Amherst, it is the Broncos 41 and the Burwell Longhorns 20. We'll be back with more after this timeout. Now's the time to get in touch with Craig Weegis, your pioneer sales professional, to learn about the early pay savings program options. There's still time to choose from two payment periods, each with its own level of savings. Whichever you select, you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies. Act before November 20th to take advantage of the 10% cash discount from DuPont Pioneer. For more information, contact your local pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. Heartland Bank's history is embedded with the stories of many families. After all, we've been here as family farms and businesses have passed from one generation to another. Throughout the years, we've tried to demonstrate an involvement in the community that goes beyond the dollars and cents of banking. This history is testimony to our commitment to the economic, cultural, and social development of the communities we serve. Heartland Bank is a proud supporter of the area teams with a location near you. Heartland Bank, member FDIC. Well, Burwell has scored, or excuse me, Amherst has scored more in the half than Burwell has allowed in a single game all year long. 41-20, Amherst, and the kick to Burwell. Chaffin is able to corral it here off the bounce at the five, brings it up the left side. A little shake and bake, but can't get around three defenders. And the open field tackle by Colton Burke at the 19-yard line, maybe the 18. First down and 10, they'll officially call it the 18. Yeah, and Burwell at this point, Doug, needs uh, pick six, something like that, to get him uh, uh, going uh, on that side of the ball. But right here, if I'm Burwell, I go back to the same blueprint I have, try to put together about a five-minute, 17-second drive. Because <laughs> there's 5.17 to go before the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. And here comes Burwell. Sykes out of the shotgun. His running backs are stacked to the left side. He's just going to run it right behind him. And are you, start, are you starting to see this too, Larry? Nothing up the middle for Burwell. And uh, this is what Amherst really showed Burwell the first time. They brought a lot of pressure against the freshman center and Weston Swoboda and a sophomore and a junior on that line who are good players and probably going to be great players, and they've got some bulk to them, but they just can't pick up more men that are coming, and so they're just trying to get the ball to the outside and gain a two. Yeah, the difference here, Doug, is, is Burwell can't stretch the field vertically. Out of the shotgun, Sykes to throw. Chaffin wide open, and he's going to complete it. And then a flag in the backfield, or the defensive backfield. Chaffin is hit hard. 
as Eckout got over there, and then he has popped. But let's see what the flag is. Uh, we got to get your offensive interference, but he was wide open coming off that left end, holding defensively. I think it was on the, the vertical route, Doug. Uh, Amherst grabbed him on that. And you coach your kids to do that. If you're flat out going to get beat, tackle him. It's not like the NFL where it's a spot foul. So they'll take the uh, penalty here. The 10-yard defensive holding penalty is the second penalty of the ball game on Amherst, and it will be a Burwell first down. So they're moving the ball a little bit better here in this second quarter yeah, as the, they've controlled it. The key, Doug, is, is, again, Amherst can leave all those good athletes right in the center of the field because Burwell can't force them vertically. Twins left, Sykes to pass, throws out right, Gideon's there, it's complete. Tobenheim chases his down and drops him short of the first down at the Burwell 38-yard line. A gain of eight, it'll be second along two. I'd keep working that out. Burwell right now is just wearing the flat out, and you're going to see the out and up, the old wheel route. You'll see that at some point off of here, and it probably will be open, Doug, if they can complete it. Well, for the first time in a while, second and short. We haven't had many second and shorts. They're either big plays or losses. And it's going to be second and two here for Burwell, right in the middle of the football field at their own 38-yard line. Look where that defense is for Amherst. You could throw two big blankets on the whole thing. Fake the handoff to Huffman. Quarterback tries to draw, and they drag him down at the line of scrimmage. May have even lost one. And you're on it there with uh, Burt. And is it Klingelhofer again, yeah, or yeah. was it uh, Call? No, that's Peyton Call. Is it Peyton Call? I think Call had that one. They've got a lot of them in there, a loss of one. It's third and three. Yeah, they're just doing a great job. Klingelhofer set the edge, and then both inside linebackers just shot the A-gaps uh, there, Doug. Amherst is just playing fast. This is a very impressive team from an athletic standpoint. They're extremely athletic all over the field. Third and three at their own 37. They bring wide receiver Devin Watson out here to the left side. It's going to be another quarterback keeper right side. Sykes has the first down. He actually stuck that football out to get to midfield, and it's enough to move the chains. On virtually every other Friday night of the season, that's a touchdown, Doug. Tobenheim just came screaming off the roof and made the tackle. Most Friday nights you don't see all that athleticism. you know. So for these teams that have had a lot of success a lot of times, this gets a little tougher in the playoffs. Well, they didn't give uh, Sykes the best spot in the world, so they're actually going to bring the chains out. Chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road, no matter where. They'll get you home. And they look close and say by a couple of chain links, it's a first down. And, uh, Larry, I'll throw this out as well. We're into the quarterfinals of the state playoffs. They bring those chains out one more time. That's going to be a record this year for our radio broadcast. Yeah, we haven't had. It's been... Very, very little. So first down and 10, the nose of the ball just shy of midfield. 3.15 to go here before halftime. Amherst 41, Burwell 20. Amherst has scored every possession. They'll get it to Helgoth, pitch it to him, trying to get to the outside. Hey, there's five tough yards. Doesn't look like much, but he's got five on first down. Yeah, did a really nice job. The Amherst defense does a nice job. If you can't defend your uh, or defeat your block, on that toss, you just want to stay with him and keep stringing it out. Amherst did that, and Burwell stayed patient, and that allowed him five on that, Doug. I think Helgoth can do that, but you're, you look at what's going on, why they keep it in Sykes' hands, you're getting an extra blocker. Lane's blocking along with Huffman most of the time instead of just Lane with one guy and trying to follow the line because that hasn't worked again. Everything's outside, and we are going to have a timeout. Burwell a little late 
breaking the huddle here so they cannot afford a uh, delay a game penalty. Our timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 2.28 to go in the first half. It's Amherst 41 and Burwell 20. We'll be right back. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. State football playoffs brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters at Hastings and Sutton. Some scores to update. Creighton is blowing out high plains. My, oh, my. 66-26 to 26 in the third quarter. And Creighton is outstanding. Doug, I thought high plains had a chance to get all the way through and maybe win the thing. Yeah, I thought high plains and get that rematch with Guardian Angels, but it's 66-26. to 26. At halftime, Chambers Wheeler Central leads Anselmo Murda. 30-6, Sandhill, Stedford, Wynott, Humphrey, St. Francis have already won their football games. So we're ready to get back to action here, and Burwell going to get the ball into the hands of Helgoth, brought down at the 32-yard line. Yeah, Sykes can throw it good enough. Sykes can throw it good enough to keep throwing that out, Doug. It's where they've had all their success since this thing blew up in their face. I would stay with it. But it is a four-yard pass play, so they'll be short of the first down. Third down and one at the Amherst 31, but under two minutes. This is what Burwell wants. They must score, but they are using clock, and they'll go straight ahead, and Sykes actually gets to the linebacking core and picks up six. Yeah, you can see the defensive coordinator for Amherst there just flat signaling to slant strong. Everybody in the world knew what was going on there. They were smart enough to just run opposite the slant. So the ball will be spotted at the 25-yard line. Burwell has one timeout remaining. So they're in that little bit of a quandary. They would like maybe in a little more time on the clock right now because they are getting three, four, five, six at a chunk. 140 now in the clock running, first and 10. Six in the box for Amherst. Sykes back to pass. He's going to throw it up for grabs, and it is incomplete. He had pressure bearing down on him that time. That's one of the few times that either quarterback has had to get rid of that football, and it was Holden out that was coming up the middle of the football field. Again, it was intended for Ty Chaffin right down the middle. Yeah, and Ty Chaffin was behind him, Doug, again. Uh, anytime Burwell's been able to get behind the secondary, the pressure's been good enough by Amherst. And... It was well wide right of him. It was just one of those that uh, he made sure didn't get picked off. Second and 10 at the 25. Clock stop 131. Sykes back to pass. Two-man rush out here in the flat. Complete, but Chaffin is hit and dropped as soon as he catches the ball at the 15-yard line by Braden Eckout, and it'll be third down and five. This is a heavyweight fight between Eckout and Chaffin. I don't know which one of those guys is going to break first, but, I mean, they are just hammering each other. And you don't have Saturday and Sunday to recoup at this time of the year. You're back in school tomorrow. You have to practice if you win because you got a game Monday. A minute to go on the clock running. Third and five at the 20-yard line of Amherst. Sykes rolls to his right. Still coming. Pressure. Has to avoid it. Now tucks it up, and he's going to be sacked. 
and Burwell's probably going to have to use their final time out here. He had time, but good coverage downfield by the secondary of Amherst. A loss of a couple. It'll be fourth and seven at the 22, and the Longhorns do indeed use that timeout. I don't use it there, Doug, and if I do, I run the clock down a little further. To be quite honest with you, if you don't get this, you give Amherst enough time here. And they're actually going to put a couple more on the clock with 47 seconds. But over there, they're thinking win. I think. I mean, that's all you can do at this time of the year. Get yourself into the end zone. And but, our timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. But I think what you want to do is, is you're still, I mean, you're at the 26, 27-yard line. You're still in position here, Doug, that to have, I mean, it's, it's a simple throw either way. You still only leave yourself with no timeouts. You leave yourself only one or two plays anyway. So what's your play call here? Do you chuck it to the end zone and use it I all right here? I run a wheel here. We, you've, uh, uh, Burwell has run that out. They've run that out. They run that out. I run the safety off in the middle of the field and then run a wheel. I and I run it, it to my sideline so they think, can't scream. I think if Burwell ran fly with everybody to the end zone, Sykes could take it up the middle. But let's see what they do. Fourth down and seven at the 22. Sykes back to pass to the, the end zone looking for Gideon, and it's underthrown, but he rips it away from the defender, act out, and scores. Gideon wins the battle for the football from Holden Eckout, who momentarily looked like he was going to pick it at the two, but instead it's a 22-yard touchdown. Yeah, that was a great job. That was the first time we've seen Burwell go up and compete for one, Doug. Many of those deep balls uh, on either side have been jump balls, and Burwell hasn't competed as well as Amherst did there. Burwell just flat out competed for the ball. That's the second time those two have hooked up another two-point conversion. Sykes wants to run behind Helgott. That's a good guy to run behind, and he's in there for the two-point conversion. So the score with 41 seconds to go in the first half. The Amherst Broncos, 41. The Burwell Longhorns, 28. Our five-points bank touchdown, a 22-yard strike from uh, Victory Sykes to Tyler Gideon, and we'll kick it off right after this. Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. Victory Sykes. His third touchdown pass, the other Burwell scorer, was a Sykes run on the first play of the game for 42 yards. Trey Tobenheim has five touchdown passes and a touchdown run. But the wide receivers are doing okay themselves. Burwell ready to boot it away. Amherst has all of their timeouts, and they've got Trey Tobenheim. And some of the fastest kids in eight-man 41 seconds is an eternity. The kick is going to be returnable. Helgoth did get it to sail just past the goal line and into the end zone by about a half yard. So we said it before. You probably heard it in the open. What will Coach Evans do? They were in a similar situation up in the rain in Burwell where maybe the game was a little bit more contested because Amherst had been stopped a few times, and they chucked it to Trevor Adelung, who I think has one catch so far in the football game tonight. It was a 52-yard pass that got him to the five, and then they scored. So will they run the same play? 
Eck out to the left, bunch to the right, first and ten. Tobenheim back to pass. Two-man rush. They're going to actually get to Trey, and they're going to sack him with just a two-man rush that time, and it is going to be Gideon, and Amherst will burn a timeout. It is a short loss of about two, and that's not even the problem. That two yards is insignificant. This is just as if he had thrown an incomplete pass because they've got the timeouts to use. Officially, it'll be second and 12 at their own 13. I state, Doug, I said this at the beginning of the third quarter, I would mix in some of this two-man rush stuff. We have been to the third quarter. Are you seeing quarter, in the future? Me, yeah. I want to know. If you can see in the future, <laughs> Baker, I want to know this. Some of this two-man rush is going to fly, Doug. Muddy the throwing lanes uh, for Tobenheim. Muddy the play calling for Amherst. If you're Burwell, some of these two-man rushes and three-man rushes start to mix that up. If you come with that same front down after down after down, they're able to call the same four plays they've called all night. Two touchdown passes in this quarter, 63-60 and 60 from Tobenheim to Braden Eckout. Watch right the now, now screen on the top, Doug. They're 66 yards away. On second down and 12, a blocking back, Burke. Tobenheim back, wants to throw it as far as he can. Going for Adelung, there was some contact incomplete. Adelung tried to stop and go against Caden Owens, and when he stopped, the ball went sailing, and he couldn't pick up that momentum again. So third down. Yeah, and Tyler Gideon. Uh, introduced himself to Trey Tobenheim there, Doug. You talked about this at the beginning of the game. Sometimes these throw-it-deep situations do do more for the defense. It gives you a chance. You feel like gives you a little energy going into the half. 41-28, if they can keep it right here, they're in great shape here. This is a two-play game. Burwell's back in the game if they can get this to halftime with Amherst sitting on 41. Third and 12 at their own 13. Tobenheim, there's your now screen out to Eck out against Chaffin. Starts the sideline, cuts it up, and he'll be tackled inbounds around the first down marker across the 25 at the 26-yard line. So that will be enough to move the chains. Now does Amherst call timeout or do they line up and snap the ball? I line up and I run now screen to Eck out until the season's over. Holy cow, that guy's an athlete. And the clock runs. Well, the clock doesn't run. It didn't look like he got out of bounds, but maybe he did. Tobenheim back to pass. Little pressure. Rolls to his left. Hit in the backfield. He'll be dropped behind the line of scrimmage. He'll be dropped inbounds, and they'll have to use a timeout. Was it Helgoth that got to him that time? It's on the far sideline, I believe. Might have been Gideon. Might have been Gideon that got him over there. But two two sacks now on this series. They got cute there. They tried to run somebody across the field and up. And had Eckout just kind of stand there and jog. You'll fool nobody with that. Braden Eckout isn't just going to stand and jog uh, in that. Uh, you want to stay with your play calling here. You're getting out of this thing because there was only 40 seconds left. You scored 41 points in the half calling those same plays. Yeah, they want to chuck it deep, and he's taking that extra second to load up and fire the cannon. But another timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. And we have 14 seconds remaining. Yes, we are still in the first half with 69 points on the board. 41-28 Amherst with the lead. And they have a second and 14 back at the 23-yard line. Yeah, Burwell can't. They've, they're feeling so good about themselves here, Doug. They've got to get it to the shed here. 
Second down, they'll put Holdenek out in motion. Throw it out here in the flat to Adelung. One-on-one, they need the open field tackle. Adelung breaks it and steps out of bounds at the 37-yard line. With nine seconds, he was able to shake and bake past Owens, and that's going to be enough. No, maybe just short of the first down. Again, it doesn't matter. There's only time for two plays left, but he's able to pick up 13 yards. It'll be second, third down, and one. The worst thing Burwell can do here right now is play completely off, Doug and let Taubenheim complete one of those passes uncontested to one of his receivers and give those athletes all that space to work. That's a tough tackle one-on-one to make, and they'll take it to the house. Same formation. Fake the pass as Adelung's covered, so he'll throw it away. Nice job by Taubenheim. He didn't want to waste it. They'll have time for one play. Four seconds to go. They wanted to go right back to the same play, but the D-back came up and got right in the face that time. Uh, of Adelon. That should absolutely be intentional grounding there. I mean, he threw that. I mean, there wasn't a receiver within 10. He intentionally threw it out of bounds. You get no protection in high school football. They want two seconds, I think, on the clock. So they'll get the clock right here. Hammers does have a timeout if they want to use it to uh, set up the play, but This experienced group knows what they want to do. So twins right, twins left. They're 44 yards away from Paydirt. Final play of the half. Not many teams would you get excited about this play, but Amherst, you do. Tobenheim backpedals. He throws it for all he's worth. It's a Hail Mary, and it is going to be knocked down by Ty Chaffin at the goal line where you had a couple of receivers and three defensive backs going for Braden Eckout. So it looked like Burwell was going to come out guns blazing and really give Amherst trouble up 12-7. Then it was 24-34, excuse me, 27 unanswered points to take it to 34-12. And Burwell has settled down, got their composure back here in the second quarter and played more Longhorn football. But your score at the half in the D1 state quarterfinals, the Amherst Broncos 41 and the Burwell Longhorns 28. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the first half stats. We'll give you scores from around the state of Nebraska. We'll talk about what's coming up in the 11-man semifinals on Friday night. It's all coming up after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The state football playoffs are brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. And welcome back to Amherst. As always, a big thank you to Athletic Director Tyler Herman and the many fine folks here for their hospitality. The Broncos trying to get to 11-0 and on the season with the second victory of the year over the Burwell Longhorns. The final score of the first game in the rain, 34-21. The score here at halftime, 41-28. 
Amherst. And this is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. A lot of football that we're going to talk about. Don't forget that the Loper volleyball team has a huge match tonight up at Wayne State. The number 12 Lopers, the number 4 Cats up at Wayne. And there is other Class D action going on tonight. So let's go ahead and look at the scoreboard and get a couple comments uh, from Larry Baker, who's along with me, Jeff Ekstrom, of course, taking care of business back in the studio. In D1, the Elgin-Clearwater Orchard game will kick off in Elgin in about 30 minutes at 7 o'clock. On the bottom half of the bracket, Creighton 72, High Plains 32 in the fourth quarter. And Bruning Davenport Shickley is on the board first, 8-0 over Guardian Angels in the first quarter of a game, Larry, that those are the number one and two teams in the rankings. And talking to a lot of folks, they think this could be the state championship game uh, tonight in West Point. Of course, there's uh, the other teams that are still playing that want to have a say in that. Yeah, no question. And many times, Doug, when we always have the state quarterfinal supposed state championship game, it most generally never works out that way because of the tough road. And uh, we are seeing that in a variety of other spots in D2. Three games are in the books, and the other game, Anselmo Myrna is trailing Chambers-Wheeler Central 30-6. to Anselmo Myrna, who had been number one earlier in the season, just they lost a little magic somewhere along the way. And Chambers-Wheeler Central is up 30-6 to at the half. The winner of that will play Sandhill-Stedford, who went on the road to Oshkosh this afternoon and really dominated Garden County, giving them their only loss of the year. Uh, Sandhill-Stedford will now improve to 10-1 with a 49-14 win over Garden County. And the other semifinal is set, and why not? You don't know a lot about them. Trying to find out more about them. You're going to find out more now. They took it to Exeter Milligan today. They kept the lead. Exeter would catch up. They'd pull away, catch up, pull away. But why not? Dominated the second half, 62-32 to over the two-time defending champions. And they will take on Humphrey St. Francis in Why Not on Monday. St. Francis took it to Fall City Sacred Heart, 46-14. There's a score, I guess, that just doesn't surprise me because Sacred Heart actually had... They're winning, and when you're a dynasty, it's hard to ever say anything. You know, wow, you're a dynasty. How, how can you not be the greatest team again this year? But they had struggled in both rounds of the playoffs. Well, yeah, and St. Francis is going to show up. They're a dynasty in their own right. They're perennials in that thing. Their defensive coordinator for you, Carney people, of course, is a UNK alum, David Strickland, uh, and they play big-time defense there, Doug. Uh, they do all uh, get it done. And what's coming up? On Friday night, uh, let's start with our local game, Hastings St. Cecilia taking on David City Aquinas, and that will be at 7 o'clock at Duncan Field, and you'll hear it on 1230 AM KHAS. And again, how rare is it to have those two teams with nobody outside of Hastings giving the Hawks a chance in this football game? Well, here's the thing I'll tell you right now. I do think Hastings will struggle driving the ball against Aquinas. They've struggled with that uh, against the better teams this year. But, Doug, their home run power is better than anybody in the state of Nebraska, including uh, Aquinas. And they will be able to play defense. The Hawks can play defense. If they can play defense against Aquinas and hit a few of those home runs, they absolutely have a chance to win that football game. A lot of that has to do with uh, they got banged up a little bit last week against UTAN. If the if some of their big kids, important players, are able to go and go hard both ways. 
Yeah, no question. This time of year, if you take some of those injuries, you know, we saw it happen to Gibbon. They just took uh, two injuries on the season, and they just were at the wrong time. You can't have those guys go out uh, and expect to move forward. And let's take a look at what else is going on in C2. It'll be Oakland Craig, the team we saw eliminate Gibbon, hosting Battle Creek. Oakland Craig's only loss to Battle Creek, but Battle Creek can more than match up with them physically. Yeah, I've, I watched. Their, they played earlier in the year. Battle Creek whipped them. I've seen the game on film, Doug. And I don't see a situation where they answer that. That was a, a, a pretty substantial physical defeat. Columbus Scotus is looking really good in C1, and they will host Wilbur Claytonia, while Boys Town will be at Norfolk Catholic. And Wilbur Claytonia's defense has been so awesome, but they actually played a passing attack in Central City uh, last week that hung more points on them than they had given up really in the season. Wilbur had not allowed two touchdowns in a game all year until last week. Yeah, well, here's the deal. And what Wilbur's going to do to you, Doug, they're huge up front. They're going to run veer, dive, toss, power. When you can control the football like that and you can move it, that helps your defense a ton. You take a look at Norfolk Catholic and Boys Town. Boys Town on the road, and they just seem to be getting better each round of the playoffs. Yeah, Boys Town every year is one of those teams you never know about. Usually maybe start a little bit slower because those kids haven't been together. Well, now they're starting to gel. Tough, tough group of kids to run up against. We had Bob Jensen on the Doug and Daddy show today again to talk about the playoffs. And uh, I mentioned then, and I think he was in agreement, that in Class B, the two semifinals together will be the most competitive out of all four classes on Friday night. You've got Aurora going back to McCook. McCook's got the quarterback back. Uh, which he didn't have the first time in the 29-7 Aurora win. Aurora's undefeated. McCook's only losses to Aurora. And then on the other side, so many people thought that out of the eight teams on the other side of the bracket, about seven of them could get to Lincoln and Elkhorn South, who survived York, will take on Omaha Scott. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, it looked like this was Scott's deal, to be quite honest with you. And I do think that'll be the case. Elkhorn South's really good, but I think Scott will come out of there. But the clash of the Titans, Aurora McCook, you go back through the last decade or so, Doug, that thing has really said what's happened in Class B. Many times they knocked the heck out of each other, and somebody else was able to win out through that. Here the winner's going to get to go, but that's always such a great game. And finally in Class A, everybody thinks it's going to be Bellevue West, Millard West, and they're each a game away. And Millard West taking on Omaha North, the two-time defending champions that has it rolling right now, even though they're just 6-5. and five, They've made it this far. And Millard North, uh, who we saw, uh, Carney battled them tough until the fourth quarter, and then they blew out Omaha Central last week. Yeah, and I think the thing is there, Doug, is I watched Millard, or excuse me, Omaha North play Millard West at the beginning of the year, and Omaha North had the game won. They really let Millard West off the hook late in the fourth quarter, uh, and that, that allowed Millard West to win. Uh, Omaha North can control the football with those two running backs and that giant offensive line. Decker's a great receiver. Don't count them out. And, of course, the six-man championship game at Foster Field on the University of nebraska Kearney campus coming up on Friday night, Riverside will be taking on St. Edward. Riverside beat them by about three scores earlier in the year, but last year it was supposed to be a blowout, and the upset occurred, which Riverside was obviously a part of, and that's at Foster Field. So if you get a chance, it's entertaining. Yeah, that's such a great game always, and you get to go watch that. 
watch those kids play on the big field. It's uh, broadcast on the internet, and of course, we'll be on the radio. I said Decker a minute ago. I meant Martin, the coach, just on a receiver from on north. We're going to take a break. State volleyball gets going Thursday. We'll talk about that. But at halftime here in the D1 state quarterfinals, it's Amherst 41 and Burwell 28 here on Classic Hits. If people look at the history and what Mary Lanning has attempted to provide for a hundred years is amazing. I would hope that within the next hundred years, the hospital and its staff would not lose sight of its history. Why it's here, why it was developed, why Mr. Lanning put it together, and why it was called Mary Lanning Memorial Hospital. I think Mary Lanning's role in the community will always stay strong and the hospital will always be something that the community will be proud of. I see it as remaining a community hospital that provides the best service for the people of this area. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Along with our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda back on the Halftime Report brought to you by Ravetta Sanitation with your score 41-28. Amherst leading Burwell. We're going to look at the stats and break that down in just a moment. But we want to remind you there are so many teams heading to state volleyball, and we have nine of them and a couple more uh, that are in the listening area that we are covering throughout the state tournament as far as they go. We want to let you know where you can listen to those teams. So let's start Thursday here on Classic Hits in Class B at 1.30. We will have Grand Island Northwest and Omaha Gross. Then at 3.30, Grand Island Central Catholic and Ord. And at 5.30, Arcadia Loop City takes on Guardian Angels of West Point. On the breeze, 94.5 at 1.30. Giltner will play O'Neill St. Mary's. The Hornets, the defending champion. Then at 5.30 on the breeze, it'll be Bertrand taking on Hartland Lutheran. And at 7.30, Sutton will take on Hastings St. Cecilia. And finally, Carney Catholic and Ashland Greenwood on ESPN 14.60 and 15.50 at 5.30 on Thursday afternoon. And then the games will progress on Classic Hits and the Breeze Friday and on into uh, Saturday. Also making it to the state tournament, Aurora is down there. Lawrence Nelson is down there. Hampton, Exeter, Milligan, all headed to the state volleyball tournament. And Larry, the Shrine Bowl coaches were announced today. So let's take a look at that. This came out uh, late this afternoon. And uh, congratulations to a couple of guys uh, from our listening area that are able to uh, make it in there. And I'll tell you that it's Chad Fox of Wahoo on the North team. He'll be joined by Jordan Haas of Hemingford, who all of a sudden is a buddy of ours after covered him so much the last few years. You've got Darren Suxdorf of Lutheran High Northeast, Guy Rosenberg of Elkhorn South, and then Jason Iverson of Wahoo and Brooks Trapp of Omaha North. Bob Sexton of Beatrice will coach the South team. Dean Philippi of Exeter, Mark McLaughlin of Gibbon, Jeff Keezer of Omaha, Brian, and then Kevin Meyer of Beatrice and Dan Cratchy of Omaha, Scott, will be the coaches. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you look at that, Mark McLaughlin so much deserved. The guy took a program that uh, uh, hadn't uh, had any recent history, uh, went through some winless seasons, things like that. And, you know, I said it uh, last week, really built that program the right, right way, deserves this honor it is a tremendous honor, so congratulations to him. And, of course, Coach Keiser, we know he, was, he has played in a Shrine Bowl, played high school football for St. Paul, 
and played quarterback at UNK, then went on to Weeping Water, now at Omaha Bryan. Very, very dear friend of, of mine uh, and my wife's. So congratulations to both those guys. Tremendous honors. And, and that team will be in good hands, those kids that get chosen. Let's take a look at our first-half stats, and here's what we have unofficially on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For Burwell, running the football, Lane Helgott, three carries, eight yards. Torrey Huffman, three carries, negative six. Victory Sykes, 15 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. 21 rushing attempts, 103 yards for Burwell. Through the air unofficially, I have Sykes putting it up 15 times. He has connected on nine of those, one interception, three touchdown passes for one. 133 yards through the air, 103 on the ground, 236 yards of total offense, 13 first downs, two punts for an average of 39 and a half yards, two penalties for 19 yards, and the one interception that Braden Eckout made on a short pass that they were just trying to dump over his head. That's the only turnover of the football game. So uh, your thoughts, Larry, on Burwell in the first half? Well, on Burwell, I thought, Doug, when, when they just kind of were Burwell, they looked really good offensively. Uh, chew, chew the thing down, running it, being tough, old Burwell, and then throw the ball to the flat. Coach Gideon has done that for years. Defensively, I can tell you it's been a struggle, but that's more about Amherst and it's been Burwell. This Amherst team is as good as you're going to see. Here's what I would say for Burwell. Defensively, I think – the key is mixing it up. If they line back up and play the way they've been playing, they're in big trouble. I love, I would take and rush two, rush three, maybe only rush one. I would mix that up, muddy the throwing lanes. You can't have guys get too deep. They still have to play the run, I understand. But I do think if you can get away, if, if you're Burwell, if you can get Amherst away from the four plays they've been running, they will struggle against those uh, adjustments. Well, here's the numbers I have for Amherst. Running the football, Colton Burke, two carries, negative four yards. Trey Tobenheim, eight carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. He's been sacked twice, 10 carries, 30 yards. I have Tobenheim putting the ball in the air 25 times in the first half, completing 17 of those, no no interceptions, five touchdown passes, 325 yards through the air. His touchdown passes are 14, 43, 16, 63, and 60. 325 through the air, 30 on the ground, 355 yards in one half, 15 first downs, no punts, no turnovers, two penalties for 20 yards. And Amherst leads Burwell 41 to 28 and will get the ball to start the third quarter. The only thing I could really say uh, for Amherst, and this is going to sound crazy, I get it, they just threw. That's the, why I bring you on. Nobody. I know. They just threw the ball for a thousand yards. I get it in the first half. The one key I would say to Amherst: be willing to run it. Burwell's going to make an adjustment to that pass. Be willing to run it. Who cares what the score is? Let this clock run out. It'll be interesting to see what they want to do. I don't think they're going to run it. They yeah. love it. And Burwell had a week to adjust, and we'll see what they do here. This has been the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Amherst will get the ball with a 41-28 lead when we start the second half in a moment. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The difference between an average home and a beautiful home may be something as simple as an interior door. And when you choose Mead Lumber, you choose to have a great selection of everything you need for a small home improvement to a complete remodel. Mead Lumber can help you design a floor plan and provide the supplies you need to build it. Mead Lumber is committed to providing quality and sustainable building materials, a strong product mix and selection, competitive pricing and outstanding service, timely delivery, and so much more. Mead Lumber and Carney building dreams and relationships. Glad to have you along here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Schedule a campus visit today. Can Burwell's defense continue on with a little bit of what they had the last couple of moments of the third quarter? And that's going to be the key. Larry, let's see if they can first start by booting the ball into the end zone here with Lane Helgott. Yeah, don't let either one of those guys touch it. That really needs to be the point. And the boot, high, end over end, and it is right on the goal line and into the end zone. Boy, he's making it so tantalizing, so tantalizing. It's fun to watch the return, guys, when they don't get a chance, but it's not blown through. If it's only a yard every time you're doing everything, you can catch it one-handed, stand on your tiptoes, whatever it takes. Yeah, Colton Berg was trying there. He was doing anything he can not to let his heels hit that line. So 41-28. And if Amherst keeps this up, it'll be time to look at the record book because there's so many records that they can break through the air here. On first down and 10, Tobenheim, ball fake, has a huge hole over here to run, so he tucks it up and runs, cuts it back up the middle of the field, 20-25, and he is going to get the first down. There was some massive blocking going on out here on the edge that made him turn it back up. Yeah, and there was a receiver that was 50 yards down the field without a Burwell defender anywhere near him. They pumped the now screen, Doug. Everybody ran, and the inside receiver ran straight up the field, and he didn't throw it. 11-yard gain and enough for a first down. And again, we have not seen very many designed runs since the first quarter. First down and 10 at their own 26. It's an empty backfield. Twins right and left. Tobenheim rolls out, looks underneath for Eckout, and did he make the shoestring catch? Yeah, no. No, the official went over to market and then said no catch as Tobenheim Underthrew his receiver that time. Yeah, Jake Hansen for Bur- Burwell there on the top side of the field, Doug, uh, didn't run with his receiver. Again, Amherst has had an open receiver uh, to the field side. It's not cold, but it's cool. The kids don't go to a locker room here at halftime. It might take a, a little while to get the mitts warmed up again here for Tobenheim. He doesn't wear one of those protective things on his waist either to put his hands in. On second down, they'll throw the screen out here to the right side. It's complete. Eckhout follows his blockers across the 35, and that's where they'll put the knee down. And it looks like he'll be just short of the first down, third and one. Yeah, the Amherst uh, receivers, Doug, do such a tremendous job blocking that thing on the edge. And they're really getting the ball to Braden Eckhout a lot tonight. I mean, they always try to, but 
he is finding openings tonight. He's got those two long, well, he's got three of the touchdown receptions tonight. Yeah, and you stick him out here, throw now screen to him with Colton Berg block, and I mean, it doesn't get better. So it's third and a long one here. They'll still go with a quarterback draw, and there's room, and there's more into the secondary and into Burwell territory at the 36-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 10. Yeah, and you've seen it here, Doug. Now they've run the ball a couple times in this half already on this drive. I think that's the key for Amherst here because that's really the death nail to uh, Burwell is if then Amherst can get it going running, then you feel like, what the heck can we do? That really will be the key. First down and 10 Amherst at the Burwell 36, opening two minutes of the second half, 41-28 Amherst. And Birkin is a blocking back, another screen pass. Looks like that's Adelung this time. Good tackle made there by Hanson for a short gain inside the 35 to the 33. It's only about a three-yard pickup. Yeah, and again, now screen. And that's going to set up that inside receiver releasing on that here at some point, Doug, like they ran on the first play of the half where you just pump the now screen and the guy that's inside that normally steps out to block, you just release him up the field. Nobody will run with him. And again, you mentioned what they're doing, and they're doing it without Ty Hadwiger, who could have been an All-Stater himself, injured about five games into the season. Braden Eck out, fake the jet sweep, back to pass, looking for the end zone, into double coverage, incomplete. Good coverage there by Burwell, trying to get it to Holden. Eck out, Holden tried to force his way through the two defensive backs in Caden Owens and Jake Hansen. Yeah, that was a great job there by Owens and Hansen, just running with him. Sometimes you just tell those guys, just turn and run. And again, he's just not afraid of forcing the ball in there. He doesn't have to very often, Tobenheim doesn't, but only three picks the entire year and add uh, five more touchdowns to his total, Larry. Yeah, you take 48 plus five, and what is that, like 62? <laughs> Third and seven, Islander math. Back to pass. <laughs> Tobenheim trying to set up a screen. It's complete out here on the edge to Peyton Call, but Burwell's ready, and they make the tackle with Huffman well short of the first down at the 30. Of course, they'll go for it on fourth and four. Yeah, that's the deal. As great as that was, Doug, you're going to have to do it again if you're Burwell. Such a big play in this game right now. Well, if Burwell can get a stop, man, they can get right back within a score here. A lot of good things would be going through after being down earlier by a score of 34-12, to 41-28. And it is fourth and all of four here for Amherst at the 30-yard line of Burwell. I look for run. Here comes jet sweep action, and they're going to throw it out of the backfield to Eck out. He is hitting the backfield, but makes the man miss, and is going to be tackled. Oh, boy. Right at the first down marker. Hoschneider made him change directions. He was on the play, Larry, but Braden is too quick, and they're going to have to bring the chains out. Yeah, I think he's going to get it, Doug, but if, if, he, if Hoschneider makes the tackle at the point of contact, they lose four and, and come back, mark this play down. Doug, because that Amherst should not have gotten that first down. Doesn't take long to get the chains out. They stretch it, no. and he is not going to get it. He's about a football short. The chain gang bringing out the chain, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home a four-yard completion when they needed four and a half. Doug Eckhout was just laying on the ground during that whole thing, getting stretched out with a cramp. Keep your eye on that. You start cramping now, it won't usually go away. It will come back at some point when he hits the gas. So a big stop here by Burwell at the 26-yard line. They will take over. First down and 10. Sykes wants to go for it all. Looking for Chaffin. One-on-one with Eckout, and it's through his fingertips. 
There was some hand play there, and I think they probably saw what you just saw. Eckout cramped up, and he's, and he's still again, cramped. Doug. Here's what happens when you get cramped in that situation. You can usually play through it unless you hit the gas. And when you hit the gas, it seizes up again. That won't go away, Doug. Ty Chaffin will catch that 80% of the time. That was a well-thrown ball, and it just went off his fingertips, a catchable ball, and he knows it. Second down and 10, and the ball is going to be marked at about the 27. Closer to the 27, maybe the 28 out of that double wing. They're going to go quarterback follow on the left side. Jumping over defender is Sykes, and he is going to jump over another defender at the 35 to the 36-yard line, and it's going to be third and short. Doug, it was an inch away. That was the exact same play they ran to start the game. That was an inch away from going for a touchdown. I think they have to pull uh, Eckout out of this game, Doug. He's walking with the stiff leg. Here he comes. So he's out of the game. It's third down and one. Amherst with 13 points of insurance right now, up 41-28. Nine minutes to go, third quarter. They're going to put Sykes under center. They never do it. They're going to give it to Helgoth. He'll follow Sykes, has the corner and more. 40, 35, 30, cuts back inside 25, and he'll be drunk down by Colton Burke inside the 20-yard line near the 15. I always say John Riggins when I see that one because you try to stop him for a yard, and he ends up going for a ton. Yeah, and I, this is Burwell football now. Tough guy stuff. They're the kind of guys that will spit in their fist, and they're willing to fight you. Uh, Amherst needs to bow their neck here a little bit. 29 yards by far the longest run of the night for Burwell. They're in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone. First down and 10 at the 15. Sykes with his backs in front of him to the left side. He'll follow him there and won't get a lot this time as they are able to come over. And in the middle there, Tim Christensen uh, got a little play on that one. And also Colton Burke. It'll be a gain of four, second down and six. Yeah, Colton Burke lit him up, Doug. I wonder if they'll have to call a timeout. Sykes goes over to get the play, but, boy, he laid there a long time. I mean, Burke blasted him. Burwell a chance to make it a one-score game after being down 34-12, to and they finally have come up with a couple of stops here on Amherst's last two possessions, albeit one of them was at halftime. Sykes, quick snap, looks to the right, lost it into the end zone for Chaffin. Jump ball, tipped around and knocked away. Chaffin just couldn't quite get it over his shoulder, and Tun Tobenheim swatted it away after it bounced off the shoulder pad. Yeah, and if you're Burwell here, Luke Gideon calling these plays, don't get freaked out that it's third down, it's third and six. You've got two downs to make it here. Uh, find a way uh, uh, to cut it in half, get four. Put yourself in position to have fourth and manageable. Third down and six, Burwell at the Amherst 11, trailing 41-28. Eight minutes to go, third quarter. Sykes rolls right, wants to throw into the end zone, got his man, and it's Watts. Touchdown, Burwell. Devin Watts with his first reception of this football game cuts it to seven. Yeah, and that's interesting, Doug. Instead of running the out there, they ran the corner. Love the uh, play call there. Uh, They'd been running the out, the out, the out. Then they ran the corner. Uh... And Devin Watts just did a great job uh, getting across the face of the Amherst defender. And now what does Burwell want to do? It looks like they will attempt to kick the extra point. I like the call. Yeah, because you're good here. 35, score another one. 30, you know, you go to 42, you're on schedule again. Extra point snap good this time. The low line drive kick is up, and it is good. So, <coughs> excuse me, the five points bank touchdown is an 11-yarder from Sykes to Watts, 7.54 to go, third quarter, 41-35, Amherst, we'll be right back. 
This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And again, Helgoth boots it into the end zone, Larry. And tell me what changed in this football game. We were talking about Burwell early in the second quarter, heads down, out of the game, and they have turned the tide, and they have cut it to six here with a lot of time left. And remember, last season, last game of the year here, they came back and they beat Amherst on the final out of the regular season. First down and 10, Tobenheim. Back to pass. Has all day. Going to throw underneath. Eckout's back in. Braden makes the catch. Dives towards the first down marker. He'll be just short. The tackle made by Caden Owens. A gain of nine. And I don't know how much Eckout can go. He is really fighting it out there with the cramp. Yeah, the best thing to do would be pull him off and see if you can keep it within reach to the fourth quarter. Give him a chance to get some fluids pumped in him uh, here, Doug. You asked what the difference was. Burwell had a drive in the second quarter where they got some first downs. Uh, they just stemmed the tide. They scored. They felt a little better about themselves. Amherst got goofy there at the end of the half. Burwell got a stop and felt good about themselves. Can Amherst come back? The ball slips out of the hands of Tobenheim as he tries to make the pass. It's loose, and Burwell has covered it. Burwell has covered it the first turnover of the game. It just slipply slipped out of the hands of Tobenheim and covering the football here for the Longhorns. They're going to talk about it, Doug. It would have been Gideon to cover it. I don't know how it's not their ball. They're trying to determine if it was an incomplete pass, and they're going to say it did slip out, and that's the way I saw it, Larry. Yeah, no question. That's the way it was. Look at Burwell right now in the huddle, getting ready to come out. They're energized. This is where Amherst has got to bow their neck and be Amherst, Doug. And the ball is going to be spotted at about the 22-yard line of Amherst. With 7-11 to go in the third quarter, and Burwell could take the lead, and they're not ready to roll. They've got to call a timeout here. Oh, They had Chaffin one-on-one with Eckout. Eckout given all inside leverage, which means Chaffin could have released straight up the field. So timeout on the field. 7-11 to go, third quarter. This game has changed. Amherst 41, Burwell 35. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. Custom-fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. Well, a timeout was not given there, Larry. Instead of five-yard penalty assessed against Burwell, and now they're going to hand it off to Helgoth around the right side. He's going to get a couple. It'll be second down and 13. 
Yeah, Doug, sometimes coaches get crazy, call that timeout to save the five yards. That timeout might mean more to you later than that five yards right here. So, second and 13, Burwell at the 25-yard line of Amherst, trailing by six. And rolling left, trying to run behind his back. Sis Sykes, he's got a little hole, lowers his shoulder, gets to the 20, and will dive inside the 20 to about the 19, a gain of six. Third down, and about seven to go. Yeah, we'll say this again. It's third and seven. You've got two downs to get it here, Doug. A lot of hands on the hips for Amherst right now. The total role reversal here. This is what we were seeing out of Burwell. Burwell's got the juice right now, and Amherst hands on the hips. And with a third down and seven coming up again so far here in the half, Amherst had to punt the ball. No, they got stopped on fourth down, then they turned it over. Back to pass Sykes, third and seven, got a man wide open, and it is Gideon, and he led him too far at the four, and it's incomplete out of bounds. He just put a little too much under it, and now Amherst has to make one more play, and they'll get the ball back. Here's one thing I will say. Amherst clearly has done well with this all year. But when you run a spread, all-passing vertical offense and you run it at a high pace and those kids play defense, they can run out of gas in a game like this, Doug. They have not been in a game like this all season long. Fourth down and seven. Burwell at the 19-yard line of Amherst. And on fourth down, Sykes back to pass. Here comes the rush. They're setting up the screen. It is complete. Hofschneider left side, first down, inside the 10, close to the 5, and they'll push him out at the 3. A gain of 16. I really do mean that. Uh, uh, That's a big key. Burwell has huddled. They've taken their time. They're playing lots of guys. Burwell's got 30-some on the roster. Amherst is not playing a lot of guys. They're playing about 10, 11 guys. uh, And that vertical passing game will just run the guts out of you. Burwell back at the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. First in goal at the three. Sykes is going to take the shotgun snap, take it off left side, and he's into the end zone for a Longhorn touchdown in this state quarterfinal is tied. Yeah, and it's been an adventure kicking some of these. You know, uh, they've kicked one that was good, sort of, and the other one uh, looked awful. Uh, they did make the two two-point conversions, Doug, to get back on track, but this is a big one to take the lead. Second touchdown run for Victory Sykes. Caden Owens to boot it. Sykes to hold it. The snap down, kick away. Kick is good, and the Burwell Longhorns have regained the lead for the first time since it was 12-7. 5-32 to go in the third quarter. Burwell, 42. Amherst, 41 here on Classic Hits. At the Aurora Cooperative, the I Believe in the Future of Ag campaign is in full swing. I Believe is focused on building capacity for the future of FFA at the local and state levels. The Aurora Cooperative is one of 22 corporate sponsors providing a total of $270,000 toward the campaign this year. We hope you will pitch in too. Your donation, along with matching funds, will be sent to the FFA chapter of your choice. Contact your local FFA or Aurora Cooperative for more information and join the Aurora Cooperative in supporting FFA. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at AceraCare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. 
Helgoth puts his toe into the football, and this one sails even deeper in the adrenaline. The momentum has changed for the first time all year. Amherst trails in the second half, and it's here in the state playoffs. 5.32 to go in the third quarter. 22 unanswered points by the Longhorns, and they lead it 42-41. to 41. Now can Amherst find the juice to get it turned around? They, we know, Larry, they've got the offense. Oh, this thing's full of lightning bolts, Doug Amherst is. Tobenheim checks the wristband, throws it out here in the flat for Colton Burke. It's in and out of his hands. Hanson on the coverage. You can't have things like that start to happen because the little sandburrs are going to start poking you. They're going to irritate you, and you're going to lose a little bit of that mojo you've had all year long. Doug, I'm telling you, we said it at the top, and it's the truth. Burwell's staff has been around forever. Burwell's kids, the town believes in itself. It's the one place you don't want to give a shot of adrenaline to. And I'll tell you what, you got to learn sometime. There's no doubt about it. It's getting knee-knocking time here. A lot of time left. Tobenheim back to pass down by one. He'll roll to his right, has some running room. They they try to seize him up, and Owens will knock him down near the 20-yard line. A gain of five. It'll be third down. Doug, that was the exact same rub concept or pick concept. They ran down here for a touchdown earlier. The Burwell linebackers were on different levels there. Eck out, nobody to block. Quarterback Taubenheim had to run the ball. That was the play that was ran for a touchdown in the first quarter unsuccessful here for Amherst. This is KKPRFM, Carney, Amherst, Riverdale, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Four wide, about as wide as we've seen all night for Amherst on third and five. They're going to bring three, and it's going to be a run, but Tobenheim isn't going to go anywhere, and he's dropped behind the line of scrimmage. Burwell able to make the play, and there's Lane Helgoth. I thought if Lane Helgoth has a big game, Burwell's got a chance. He's having a pretty good one, and Amherst is going to have to punt for the first time tonight. Hold them up. This is one of those deals, too. You don't go after this punt. Take the chance of roughing him and letting him off the hook. You just want to hold him up here. Don't go after the punt. The third time Burwell has got to Tommenheim. And now the cramped up Eckout hopes to be ready to go and boot this ball away. Low snap, no rush. Nice kick. And it'll be taken. Oh, he didn't catch it. Chaffin decided to let it bounce. I don't know if he lost it in the lights. It bounces at the 31 and rolls to the 23-yard line. That's a very nice punt that time. 25 and adds 16 more. That's 41 yards and no return, but a little bit of a mistake there by Chaffin, Larry. He would have had some good running room. He would have got at least five, maybe ten, and then you don't know after that. Well, sometimes you overcoach. Maybe it's the right thing to do, but you tell him, hey, hang on to this one. Hang on. You scare him to death, <laughs> so he goes out there and won't touch it, you know. But it is all changed. Burwell, 22 in a row. They have forced Amherst to punt for the first time, and the Longhorns have the ball and the lead for the first time tonight, 42-41. 4.03 to go, and Sykes back. Here comes Tommenheim, hits him as he's throwing, and it comes up well short of the intended receiver. Tommenheim just blitzing from the backside. Yeah, I do love the call there, Doug. If he's going to roll away, blitz to his back, that's a great chance at a turnover there. Want to take a look at our Ashley Home Furniture scoreboard. Brooding Davenport Shickley leads Guardian Angels at the half, 20-8. to Creighton beat High Plains, 72-32, to and just underway, Clearwater Orchard playing Elgin. Remember, Burwell handing Clearwater Orchard a loss earlier this year in D2. Chambers-Wheeler Central leads Anselmo Myrna in the fourth quarter, 42-12. to 
Sandhill Stedford beat Garden County 49-14. Why not in St. Francis winners? Second and 10. They'll throw it out in the flat and wide open Huffman. He's got a first down at the 30, the 35-40 into Amherst territory, down to the 31-yard line, a gain of 25, the first pass to Huffman tonight. Yeah, Doug, and Eckhout was out there. Eckhout's just a step short, and even when he went to make the tackle, he just doesn't have the juice right now. He struggled getting up. He is absolutely going out on his shield. He's playing as tough as he can right now. But these cramps have absolutely affected him. St. Francis beat Sacred Heart 46-14 and why not over Exeter Milligan 62-32. First and 10, Sykes follows Helgoth around the left side. Colton Burke gets a hand on him and forces him out of bounds after a gain of about four to the 27. Yeah, that's just quarterback lead there. Again, same play they ran on the first play of the game for a touchdown. Colton Burke was really does a nice job from his middle linebacker spot to get him pushed out of bounds. Good thing he did because Sykes had the sideline. 82 yards, it looks like, for Sykes, air and ground so far here in the corner. Second down and six. Trying to put some pressure coverage on the receivers. It's a quarterback draw, and Amherst is in there. Holden Eckout came through untouched, clipped him on the ankle, and Peyton Call helped finish him off, and they'll back him up a couple. It'll be third down and a long seven. Yeah, you know, there's been very little uh, uh, going forward there for Burwell in the A-gaps tonight, and right there, no different. I mean, that thing just absolutely collapsed. 42-41 Burwell, 3-10 and counting to go here in the third quarter. The Longhorns with all the momentum, third and seven at the 28-yard line of Amherst. Out of the shotgun, twins short right. Sykes looks that way, has some time, throws it out here and over Watts heads. Tobenheim on the coverage and again some pressure in the backfield that time from Klingelhofer. Sykes had to try and throw it over his outstretched hands. And it's fourth down and seven. He had Ty Chaffin on the other side crossing the field wide open, Doug. If he throws it to Chaffin and they catch it there, that was uh, probably going to be a touchdown. This is important for Burwell. Burwell's just got to be able to get this thing where one play can't beat him because with one second left, Amherst can do it. And that's one thing. Sykes really doesn't look off. He, he doesn't look three, four progressions. Tobenheim has had more time and can do that. Sykes usually just... Focuses in on one man. Fourth and seven now as Burwell goes for it. Back to pass, left wing. The ball knocked away by Eckout, trying to get it to Chaffin. Braden did a good job. He knew he didn't have to pick it off because if he did, he would have going to run out of bounds and cost him about 15 yards. Instead, he just knocks it away. And so Amherst comes away with a stop on fourth down. Yeah, and there, Doug, what you get is Eckout, good enough athlete, not going to be fooled twice. That was the exact play that they'd run before. And where we said he was open, Eckhout wasn't going to let that happen again. 2.55 to go, third quarter. Plenty of time for all kinds of drama. 42-41, Burwell now Amherst back on offense. Back to pass, Tobenheim under rush. We've got a flag, and he's going to dump it out of bounds again. Incomplete. But this looks like we've got a hold, and this is something to watch. We haven't seen anything close to that. You start getting a little tired. You start reaching and grabbing, and that's the second hold of the night called offensively on Amherst. Yeah, I'm in no way calling a winner of this game, Doug, but I can tell you that Amherst absolutely is tired. The other thing is there, they, they would have taken the holding penalty probably, but I just still don't understand why that's not grounding. He just throws that straight out of bounds with no receiver near him, uh, intentionally throwing it out there. Again, you're not protected in high school, but now you're backed up, Doug. This is not comfortable first and 20. So first down and 20 here for The Amherst Broncos back at their own 14. 
Tobenheim with a three-man rush. Going to go for it all down the sidelines for Braden Eckhout, and he overshoots him at the 30-yard line of Burwell with Ty Chaffin in pursuit, and Victory Sykes trying to come over there as well. So Eckhout ran well there. They've already hooked up three times tonight for deep, deep pass, touchdown passes, but a couple of them have been short passes. They're getting away from that wide receiver screen where they've been breaking some tackles, and maybe it's something that Burwell did at halftime. Yeah, and the thing is there, one of the things Burwell's doing is they're not bringing as many guys. We talked about it at the half. That was the um, adjustment to make. Their, uh, Sykes was back. You know, they're, they're not bringing as many guys, and that makes it tougher for Amherst. Second down and 20 for Amherst. A little pressure, and they'll drop it out here and way over the head of Holden Eckout. Just trying a little short dump off there against Hanson, see what he could get done, and it's incomplete. And for Tobenheim, who threw for 325 yards in the first half, he is now 5 of 10 here in the third quarter for 29 yards. Yeah, that thing was so overthrown because Tyler Gideon was bearing down. Gideon hammered him uh, just as he was getting rid of it. He couldn't hold it another second. The last time that Amherst scored was with 5.22 to go in the second quarter. They had 41 points that quickly. They have not scored since. Third and 20 at their own 14. Tobenheim backside screen to Colton Burke, and Huffman is right there and drags him down, maybe even a loss on the play. And for back-to-back possessions, and I'm going to bet for the first time this year, Amherst has to punt. The thing I can't understand right now is Amherst, if you watch their receivers, they're not, they're, you know, they're sending four but it's specifically called to a guy. You'll have two guys start off, two or three guys start off playing a scrimmage and literally stop and look or jog as the thing's being formed. Those clear-out concepts, you've got to push that thing down the field. It is going to be fourth down back at the 15-yard line. High snap on the punt, and Eckhout forced to get it out of there quickly. He gets a good one. It's end over end, and Chaffin lets it bounce. He picks up a dangerous one at the 33 and has room. 35-40, cuts back 35, breaks a tackle at the 30, and he is going to be drunk down around the 25-yard line. Boy, I tell you, Burwell is applying the pressure, Doug, all the way around in this thing. Amherst can't get anything going offensively. Amherst isn't done scoring, Doug. If Burwell wants this to happen, they've got to find a way to get one in where one play can't beat them. You've got a 34-yard punt. And it's going to be a return back to the 25-yard line, 24 yards on the return. So a good flip of the field here for the Burwell Longhorns, leading it 42-41. Again, Burwell has never made the state semifinals, and they were down 22 points in this game. First and 10 at the 25, Sykes empty backfield. He'll throw it out here to the flat. Hoschneider wins the battle for the ball, and he's got the first down inside the 15. In fact, the defensive back that time didn't know that he even caught the ball. Hoschneider just reached up and took it over the top of his head. Remember we talked early in this game, Doug, Burwell, or Amherst was just flat out competing Burwell for the ball. Right now, Burwell is just beating Amherst to the punch, playing faster, Look at almost every defender, hands on the hips here for Burwell. They're reacting and not uh, uh, playing here. The ball just outside the 10 after a 14-yard gain. Sykes leads to the left side. He'll run it, gets it inside the 10, gets close to the 5, and he'll be brought down there, a gain of 6. Here's where it gets tough. If you have no running game, it's hard. You just keep running these guys to death. It's wind sprint after wind sprint. Burwell right now can just again play tough guy football and run and smash and take two yards, take four yards. 
uh, and, and those turn into bigger gains. We still got the whole fourth quarter. Yes. Will Burwell get tired? They're not running that many more guys in either. No, but look, they're taking 25 seconds in between every play, and it's a running play where everybody ends up three yards from the line of scrimmage. Second and four at the five. Out of the shotgun, Sykes right this time. Big hole, walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Burwell, 48-41, Longhorns. Doug, the big key to the point you just made is this. On, and that, I'm only saying this because I used to run a spread, no huddle, passing offense. And your kids come to you and they look like a horse that's run a 10-mile race. Their tongue's hanging out. On every single play, they've got a 10 to a 30-yard wind sprint. You've got to have a running game with them. They're going to line up to kick it. Even if it's made, it's an 8-point slash 1-possession game. And the kick is away, and it's blocked. It is blocked by Klingelhofer. Him and Holden Eckout were there, and I think that it was Jacob Klingelhofer to block the kick. Our five points bank touchdown brought to you by Victory Sykes, a five-yard touchdown run with 56 seconds to go in the third quarter. Burwell, 48. Amherst, 41. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Buzz's Marine has been creating family memories since 1956, and this year was one for the record books. We had a great season, and you reaped the benefits. We have more premium used boats than ever before, detailed and indoors. Financing is available, so stop in now. Get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Don't miss out. Get here before our 36th annual used boat show in January. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Well, Lane Helgoth has been a heck of a weapon in a variety of ways, and right now as a kicker because he bombs another one into the end zone, not giving the speedy returners for Amherst a chance to return the football. And obviously they haven't been there back that much in a month as they've been here tonight. And what a job here by the uh, Burwell Longhorns as they have now scored 28 consecutive points. Yeah, Doug, the thing is Amherst just needs to remember who they are. I mean, they're a great football team. Just do what you do. Tobenheim has to roll out here under pressure. He throws it incomplete to hold an Eck out. Hofschneider was right on him. No flag. Adelung was right there with him, and it is incomplete. Doug, the key here is they ran that same rub concept again, and Burwell linebackers are on different levels. They're not letting it happen. The other way to defend it is have somebody scream in and term and knock Eck out right in the teeth. Uh, they haven't done that. That's the adjustment that's been made. Amherst needs to make that we talked about at the top. It's the adjustment to the adjustment that matters here. Amherst 41 points in the first 18 minutes. The next 18 or 17, zero. Tobenheim back to pass again. Wants to go for it all. Doesn't like it. Now decides to throw it anyway. Eck out and Chaffin, and it is tipped and incomplete. Once again, there was a little hand play. In fact, I think the official reached for his flag, and then when it was incomplete, let it go as Chaffin and Eckhout were battling for it at the Burwell 30. Yeah, because I'm not sure who you, who you would have called it on. They both were uh, hand-fighting uh, back and forth there all the way. 
You I'm, talked about the underneath route early. They haven't looked at that no. at all here in the second and half. And part of it is we talked about it. Burwell took it away by their alignment on their linebackers, and I think that's the key. We talked about it. Will Amherst play callers be able to make an adjustment to the adjustment? Amherst is, needs badly to get a first down, third and 10 at their own 15. And in motion from right to left, Eckout. They'll throw it out here for the wide receiver screen. Good block at the 20. And just, this is going to be close to the first Doug, down. it's on the ground. The ball's fumbled. It looks like Amherst is back on top of it, following it down the football field. And on top of that one is Dane Bogard, the center. But what a block out there to allow that play to happen. And they're going to mark him short. It's going to be fourth and all of a yard. What does Amherst do? Don't go away from the now screen, Doug. Amherst has had so much success with it. It's the easiest play call in the world. Don't get cute. Throw it to the best athlete in Class D and let him go run around with the ball. Fourth and a yard and a half at the Amherst 24, and they're going to go for it. You've got Burke to the left of the shotgun quarterback in Tobenheim, and they can let the clock run out wisely. They will do that, and that is the end of the third quarter of play. That was all Burwell, the Longhorns. Able from a 41-28 halftime deficit to score 20 in a row here in the third. And we go to the fourth of the D1 quarterfinals. Burwell 48 and Amherst 41. The state playoffs are brought to you on Classic Hits in part by Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. We're ready to start the fourth corner, and on this first play, fourth and one, we've got penalty flags. They're trying to throw it up in the air. Tobenheim, it, it just doesn't work. It was ugly from the get-go, Larry. Yeah, it was terrible. My guess is it's going to be offsides Burwell uh, as quick as it came out. Ter- I mean, I, uh, the, the, the play was poor. I think it's going to be encroachment. Oh, illegal shift. Is this one you can decline, or should they have blown the play dead? Yeah, illegal shift, Doug. You can, they'll let that go. Procedure, uh, if they jump off sides, they blow it dead. First down, Burwell. So the incomplete pass to start the fourth quarter of play on fourth down and one, and it will be Burwell up 48-41 with a chance to amazingly go up two scores. Then the air starts to come out of the room, Doug, in two stores, scores because Amherst has got all those lightning bolts. Well, lightning can only strike every so often, you know. They have got to make a stop defensively. They'll hand it off to Huffman around the left side, follows his blockers inside the 20, and he'll be shoved out of bounds. And now it's going to start getting a little physical around the 17-yard line. That is a great gain of 
Seven, second, and three. Well, Doug, having competed against Burwell for, I don't know, 15 or whatever, how many ever years it's been, the one thing you don't want to do with them is give them a chance to be tough guys because they like to uh, uh, be big, tough cowboys and push you around. And right now, that's what they're doing, running the ball. Second down, about three and a half. Spread the field a little bit here with Helgoth in there to block, and he'll follow him. Sykes will. Has the hole. Has the 10. Has the end zone. Touchdown, Burwell. A 17-yard touchdown. Victory. Sykes adds another one. Yeah, Doug, and that, that was right in the B-gap. Stuff that they haven't done all night, they're now doing. 11.45 to go in the game, and it is 54-41 Burwell. Yeah, that Amherst looks out of gas, Doug. You'd have thought the third-quarter timeout would have uh, jazzed them up here just a little. Now we're going to go for two. Try and take a bigger lead. Sykes is going to run to the left side. Sykes is going to get in there. And it is 56-41. to 41, 36 unanswered points by Burwell over the previously unbeaten Broncos. 11.45 left of the game. Our five points bank touchdown will take us to the break with 11.45 left. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. And Amherst is actually going to be able to return this one. Tobenheim takes it at the goal line. 10, right side 15, and there's Hofschneider to grab the shoulder pad and drag him down and prevent a long run back inside the 20. They'll mark him near the 18, and that's where Amherst will take over. But where is the offense? Well, here's part of the problem, Doug, is this thing got closer, and now that one score can't beat you, it lets Burwell heat him up a little bit. they got to take a few more chances when you get to do that, all that dink and dunk passing game goes out the window. They do set Taubenheim in a very un, or, uh, unconventional spot. He's in the shotgun like seven, uh, eight yards deep, which helps, but Burwell's going to heat him up. Can Amherst finally get things going offensively again? They're going to run a reverse. It might be a back pass. Eck got a wide open Taubenheim, and he is going to catch it and drop it. Oh, he dropped the touchdown inside the 40-yard line. They had it set up beautifully. Right in the breadbasket, and the pass will fall incomplete, and that's the way the second half has went for Amherst. Yeah, and that's one of those home run shots, Doug, that you know 100% if you can throw it, it's going to be open. Not a blown coverage. You're not accounting for the quarterback coming out the back. Uh, uh, that's one of those ones you've got to complete because you know you've got it in the playbook that if you can protect it, you're going to put six points on the board. Second down and 10, and it's been second and 10, and third and 10, and even with a penalty longer. 
Low snap, Tobenheim going for it all down the left sideline. Eck out off his fingertips at the 30-yard line of Burwell. Coach Evans said, we're going to throw it, and we're going to throw it, and we're going to throw it. But, but now they need to complete one, and everything has been deep yes, here the last couple of say, series. That's the key. When we started this game, it was uh, out, out, and up. It was mesh uh, inside. All of that gone. Everything now, nine route. Two of nine for Tobenheim. Nine yards in his last nine pass attempts. And then you also throw in the halfback pass. Third down and 10, Amherst. All four receivers stacked to the right side. Does Tobenheim take off left? They're going to bring pressure there. There's, he looked left. There's nobody there. He's in trouble inside his own five. He's dancing. He's sacked at the two. Yeah, again, just a little cute, Doug. You get cute. You run quads and roll him out to a side with nobody. My guess is where they going to try to run it out that way is what I'm wondering, Doug. And the CBR player, your counter boot reverse player for uh, Burwell, uh, played it very, very well. Now you're fourth and 27 from the one-yard line. A loss of 17 on the play and punting out of their own end zone down 15, and it was Tyler Gideon among those on the pursuit. I think he's the one that officially brought him down. Eck out to punt it, and the kick is away. High end over end kick. Chaffin has it go over his head and then takes a huge bounce. Will he pick it up? Yes, he will. All the way to his 21. Then he stumbles and he goes down there. So that is a big punt if Amherst can do something defensively here. That goes 59 yards. That's a great punt, Doug. It was actually a great decision by Ty Chaffin not to field it where it could get in trouble, go down uh, uh, when, when it started. Amherst needs to stop here, Doug, and I'm not sure they can get one. Burwell's running game, this has just been such a role reversal where we didn't think Burwell would ever stop Amherst again. Now I question, can Amherst get a stop? First down and 10, Burwell just across their own 20-yard line up 56-41. And it's going to be Sykes again. He'll come to the left side. Good pursuit by Amherst. And among those in on the tackle is Colin Jackson. There's Peyton Call. And first over there, is that Burke on the tackle? It's getting into three. Uh, Doug, I will tell you, Peyton Call has played a great football game tonight. He's playing nose guard. He's been all over this thing all night. Well, Burwell hasn't ran it up the middle, I don't believe. They went out one time on a quarterback draw that Sykes scored on. Yeah, and the thing is, if they have, it's been B-gap, not A-gap, because Call has just slammed the door. This ball game was 34-12. Since then, a 44-7 run Burwell, and we've got penalty flags before the play begins. This is the thing that would hurt Burwell. I think you're going to get encroachment red here. That is the side judge over by the Burwell bench pointed at Amherst, and that is the case. So you hold them to a short yardage on first down, but you add five here, and Burwell will have it second and two at their 29. Yeah, they lined up in the neutral zone there. Don't forget when the ball game's done. The New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic post-game show. Final stats, scores from around the area. We'll try and get a break here and give you some of those scores. Half the games were done this afternoon. Really only a couple got going tonight, including the Clearwater-Orchard-Elgin game. Sykes going to try and guarantee a first down. This could be close as he takes it off the right side, and then the pile falls forward after 
The play has been blown dead. They're going to give him that forward progress to the 31, and that's going to be enough for a Burwell first down. Yeah, Doug, Burwell can eat a lot of clock here. They're going to, if they keep this going, a few more first downs, and all of a sudden this thing now is down to a one or two possession game for Amherst. Amherst has got to get a turnover, get a strip, punch it out, They've got to do something to get the ball back here immediately. Amherst used to have the 40 points in the half, but not in a troublesome spot here. Helgoth starts left, slips. All of Amherst is there. Three, four red jerseys get him after a short gain. The ball came loose, but the referee's right on top of it. Says this play was over. Tobenheim helping Jake Hansen up, but not hey, much there. Klinger, Klingelhofer and Call again do a great job coming from the backside. They're blocking it up like we talked about early. Burwell's caving that right side of Amherst defense, but Call and Klingelhofer coming from the other side, doing a nice job. Even though he was down, you saw the ball come out. That tells you Amherst is doing the right thing. They're going after that thing, trying to get your hand on the point of the ball and get it torn in the air. 56-41 Burwell, 8.30 to go in the football game. Call it second down and 10. For the Longhorns. Back to pass Sykes. They're selling out on the run. They put some pressure on him. Thrown up for grabs, and it's incomplete. And he throws it in the middle of the field. Well done there by Sykes. Watts was in the area. Coverage by Colin Jackson. He needed to dump it, and he found the hole to put it in. Yeah, and Peyton Call did a good job there. They were going to have open receivers there. Peyton Call defeated the center uh, and just chased him down there, Doug. Well, you got to give credit to the two guys back defensively for Amherst because they were playing run all the way, and Burwell was trying to maybe put the final nail in the coffin right there. Now Amherst needs to make a play. Third down and 10 yards to go. Burwell at their own 32-yard line, up 56-41. We've had very few third downs for Burwell that they've had to worry about since the first quarter, and Sykes wants to throw. He's got it complete, and it looks like it's just enough for a first down underneath drag out there to Gideon. Terrible spot. It it very well may be short, Doug. Uh, He fell clean past, but they're going to say his knee was down. I think he's uh, a foot or two short. This is a big decision for Burwell. Eight-man football, a lot of times you feel like you can spread them out and get it. Burwell has to go for it if they're short because they're up two scores. Yeah, no, I think so, Doug. And you can, again, you just keep bleeding this clock. Doesn't Doesn't matter. He's got it. It's a first down. Yeah, this is, uh, and right now you just keep running this thing and running it, and you can end the game here. A sudden change, you get a shock play where Amherst can get a turnover, a scoop and score, something like that. All Amherst has got to do is get this thing within one, Doug, and then Burwell's got to be nervous to the end. Amherst has the faster guys and the more lightning bolts on their side. Back to the double wing on first down and 10. They'll give it to Huffman from the left wing to the right side. Has a little bit of a hole. Now he's got blockers inside the 35. Keeps moving the pile to the 32-yard line is where he'll step out of bounds. But, boy, you are just seeing a team that looked like they had lost all their energy. This is a rope-a-dope type of fight out of Burwell. They took all the punishment they could possibly take. We thought this game might be over at one point in favor of Amherst at 34-12 to with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter, and it's been pretty much all Burwell since then. It's a gain of seven that time, second and three. You know, so just like sometimes in a wrestling match, you got to stem the tide against the better guy, drag him into the deep water in the third period. That's what we've Burwell's done here, Doug. 
They've run Amherst out of gas. Shotgun, but it's going to be a quarterback keeper up the middle, and he will fall forward. Sykes right at the first down marker inside the 30 to the 28. And it looks like the pile moved three yards once he fell forward, and I think he's got enough, and he does. They will not have to measure this one. Sykes is going to pick up four. I've got it for 163 yards. On the other side, a quick update here from the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. Elgin leading Clearwater Orchard 8-6 early in the second quarter. Geez, what a boring affair that must be. (laughs) Well, this one just has been so... I don't know if I've ever seen a football game that has switched dramatically like this. I've seen a couple that Amherst has been involved in where it's switched, but not like this. They're going to line up in an eye formation. Sykes is going to walk the back, watch the back judge take every second he can, hands it off to the eye back. Huffman runs over a man, gets a couple extra yards to the 25, a gain of three, clock with seven and a half and counting, second and seven. Yeah, Burwell's just putting the cleats to him now, Doug. Physical, physical football. Uh, this was always uh, the recipe. Find a way to get some stops, stem the tide, let Amherst run all over the field, run themselves out of gas, and then be tough. That is what Burwell has done. But I'm telling you, one sudden change here, and the world is different because then Burwell can't do what they're doing. Well, Burwell got the break they needed. They scored to start the quarter, got the immediate fumble, and scored again. Amherst. Looking for a turnover. Second and seven at the 25. Sykes, quarterback bootleg right side, breaks a tackle, gets two or three yards. They're making contact in the backfield, Larry, but they just don't have that same open field tackling that they did earlier. And again, Bradenack out fighting the cramps, was in on the tackle. A gain of three more. It'll be third and about four and a half. Yeah, the legs are gone. So those uh, no gain or lost tackles are now two and three yards. The other point, you just talked about Burwell. I was dead wrong on the thing. They take the ball and score, and they don't let Amherst score. They go uh, basically 6-0 on the choice, and and that's the difference here. Fake the handoff. Sykes to throw under pressure. It's underthrown, but it is caught, and Helgoth slipped, or he would have had the first down. Oh, that was such a lame duck that Helgoth got to it at the 20-yard line, and it'll be fourth and two. Oh, my gosh. If you're Burwell, that's the spooky one I was just talking about. That's the lame duck that Amherst picks and takes it back. Doug for seven points. That could be our Usara Care play of the game. There's been so many of them, but it would have been fourth and 12 back at the 32. Instead, it's fourth and two at the 20, and you'll take that as far as ease of trying to get it, and they have been running over Amherst. Amherst has got to get a stop right here with 5.40 to go. Sykes will line up under center. He usually runs to the right out of here. Hard count, movement. That was red, Doug. That's going to be a free first down for Burwell. Let's make sure both officials threw their flag. And it's going to be offsides, Amherst first down, Burwell. So anxious to jump. It's hard to, I mean, you know in your head they're going to try and do that, but it's hard not to jump. And a five-yard penalty will set it up just outside the 15. Yeah, and Burwell's going to run them all in again. I mean, they've done a good job with depth tonight. They've played many kids. Who could believe that Amherst could be shut out for an entire half? And it might happen here. And if Burwell scores here, it probably won't matter if they do because it's already a 15-point lead. Sykes to the left side. We've got a penalty flag. This looks like it'll be a hold on Burwell. So that will at least give Amherst a little chance here, but... By the time Burwell runs three plays, what does Amherst do with their timeouts? 5.15. 
Brewell can easily get this thing inside four minutes. Yeah, no question. And there, what you have to do if you're Amherst is celebrate that. That's our shot now. Now we've got them in down and distance. Burwell very well may try to throw this thing here. I wouldn't, but uh, they did that uh, earlier yet on this drive. That's your opportunity. Be athletic. Be fast. Just be the same guy that you've been all year that is taking it to the number one seed in the West. That's the first penalty of the second half on Burwell. We're here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth at Amherst. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. Burwell's only loss this year has been to Amherst. Amherst, so far, has not lost to anyone. But their backs are against the wall for the first time this year. Burwell, 56. Amherst, 41. Burwell was trailing in this game 41-20 to and 34-12. to First and 17 at the 22-yard line. Sykes back to pass. Chaffin down the middle of the field. Instead, they'll throw it underneath. Complete to Helgoth at the 20, the 15. There's penalty flags as he turns inside the 15 to the 13-yard line. What is he? I'm not sure what he's going to call here, Doug. Looks like maybe another hold downfield on Burwell after Helgoth made the catch and turned the corner. Let's find out. He initially pointed towards yeah, Burwell. The, Bur- the Burwell coaches aren't happy. Helgoth's over there pretty upset. They're going to call a push-off. He pass interference, Doug. Offensive pass interference going to be called here on the Longhorns. It might be a situation where he feels bad that he hasn't had enough to do with the game. I'm not sure. I didn't, that was an out route. I mean, his back was to the defender. Maybe it was uh, uh, away from the ball, Doug. And now they finally get things situated to mark it off. I was wondering if they would mark the penalty correctly. Then they finally bring it back here. And that is a 15-yard offensive pass interference penalty, and it moves the ball all the way back to the Amherst 36-yard line. It is first down and 31 for Burwell. Run the ball. Stop trying to get a first down. Run the ball. Get this thing inside of two minutes. And the clock will run Yes, if you can do that. But because of that penalty, it stopped with 4.49. Yeah, run the ball here. 56-41, Burwell, 4.49 to go. First and 31. Sykes just going to take it right up off the left guard, and he breaks a tackle 30. 25-20, cuts back right side, 15. 10-5, touchdown victory, Sykes. And that might do it. A 36-yard touchdown run by Sykes off the left end, cut it back off the right side, took it down the hash, and dove into the end zone for another Burwell touchdown. 62 Burwell Longhorn points. Yeah, that was an amazing run, Doug. He did a great job. This official's extremely upset with some of the Amherst assistants. He backed them off and then came all the way over and said, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, Great run, Doug. Uh, Showed a tremendous amount of uh, guts there. And so a 21-point lead for Burwell. They line up to go for two. Why? Because they can. And Huffman will get in over the left side for two. And it is now 64-41. to Burwell has scored 44 unanswered points. This touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And what a change. We'll be back with more after this timeout. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 
308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. Well, you've got to wonder as well. Uh, we're back here as they take a look at Peyton Call. He's been injured throughout the year, and uh, injury report as he's laying down there at the goal line with a two-point conversion came in. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And these are the types of things you wonder. You know, we had Tim Allward uh, from Lincoln Pius step down, and I know Ron has been kind of holding on to the head football coaching spot here at Amherst uh, so that somebody would be the head football coach here at Amherst. And, of course, now you've got this senior class that everybody has been riding on for. I mean, I, I remember talking about, boy, our sixth graders. Man, you can't wait for these guys. And here they are, and I know this is going to be devastating because uh, they made it to the state basketball tournament last year. They didn't get past the second round uh, a season ago, losing by one to Fullerton. Then they're up in this football game. 34-12 to 12 early in the second quarter, and you just think, wow, they're going to run Burwell out of the building. And right now, unless a mini-miracle happens, their season's going to end tonight. Yeah, you say it, Doug, and I, you, know, you don't know what will happen going forward. You do feel for those kids. You know, the unfinished business signs hung all over town. You know what it meant to these kids. And this is, Amherst is an extremely proud community, tough community, and uh, you know, the work's gone into the thing, and it is uh, too bad to see it end this way, uh, regardless of, of why and what. And uh, But you're right, going forward, uh, what then? A lot that we talked about early with Trey Tobenheim, Victory Sykes, seven total touchdowns tonight, four on the ground, three in the air, 64-41, to 41, as they continue to take a look at Peyton Call while they do that. Want to run down your Class D scores for today in D1. It is now Elgin 16, Clearwater Orchard 12 in the second quarter. Obviously, the only difference there are the two-point conversions. Bruning Davenport Shickley, how about this? 36-8 to eight over Guardian Angels in the third quarter, and Creighton beat High Plains 72-32 to 32. in D2. Chambers Wheeler Central over Anselmo Myrna, 50 to 24 in the fourth quarter. Earlier today, Sandhill Stedford beat Garden County 49-14. Humphrey St. Francis over Fall City Sacred Heart 46-14. And why not a big second half? Beat Exeter Milligan 62-32. And Lane Helgoth has been the man. Uh, the last one was returned, but only out to the 18-yard line as he tees it up. And Amherst, they need to have a chance to return this. Helgoth, and it will be returnable. He got under it. It'll be taken at the nine-yard line, and they're going to fake the reverse and throw back across the field, but Burwell's ready for it. Chaffin stays home, and they bring the Longhorns down, or they bring the uh, Broncos down at the 15-yard line. They look like they had room to run, but when you call that play, that you're going to do it. That was a forward pass, I think, Doug. There is a flag, and they will say that the lateral intention 
ended up being a forward pass, so even if something magical would have happened there, it would have come back. All those things work in the tight game, and the game that's not tight anymore, it's tougher because you can just tell somebody, go stand on that side of the field just in case, and if he runs it back, he runs it back. And they're going to mark it all the way back at the four-yard line. The pass, illegal forward pass, was at the 10. So four wide receivers to the right, and here comes Amherst. In his own end zone, Tobenheim in the shotgun. He'll throw out the screen in the backfield. They want to do that double pass again. Eck out down the north field, and this time it is caught by Tobenheim at the 23-yard line. I'm not so sure that wasn't. A forward pass over here to Eck out in the end zone, and then he throws it up the field for the first down. A little early for all the trickery. This team doesn't need trickery. Now it's struggled in the second half. They'll get it to the 24-yard line. That's a 20-yard pass from Eckout. And just the third first down of the second half for Amherst. Now Tommenheim to throw. Helgoth from behind gets to him, but the pass is out here to Eckout, complete at the 35, and he'll step out of bounds 11 yards. What they've got to do is have Tommenheim stand there, Doug. He's rolling, which eliminates half the field. The safety rolls in. If he stands... His uh, post was open there. And again, Amherst is going to go quickly. They don't need to because the clock is stopped by getting out of bounds, but they know what they want to do. That was the longest completion of the half for Tobenheim. Over the middle, holding that count complete. He's at the 40, but he is going to be hit short of the first down, so the clock will continue to run at the Burwell 39-yard line. It's a gain of six. Yeah, and now if you are Burwell, who cares? Keep the ball in front of you. Exactly. Keep it in front. You're up 64-21. to 21. Even if Amherst scores three touchdowns, they need conversions. Tobinheim, back to pass. Looking deep right side. Doesn't want to pull the trigger. Goes underneath and Eck out. It is off his shoulder pads and incomplete. And again, that's about the third, maybe fourth wide open drop here in the second half for Amherst. Just stuff that hasn't happened all year has happened in the second half to the Broncos. Yeah, and Amherst there... Uh... Uh, or excuse me, Burwell, they're just keeping it in front of them, doing a good job. There are guys open, but there's uh, Longhorns behind them. And Amherst, again, it's a 50-yard sprint. Then you got to run 50 yards back, call another one. 50-yard sprint, 50 yards back. It's third down and four at the Burwell 39-yard line. And back to pass, Tommenheim under rush from Hofschneider, and he's hit from the backside and sacked. He was looking at Hofschneider, and Tyler Gideon got him behind the line of scrimmage. A loss of seven. It'll be third, fourth down, and 11. Tommenheim has now been sacked five times in this football game, and this is it. They're trying to get it snapped before Burwell's ready. Call timeout. Your receivers, your line was ready. Your receivers hadn't even got back yet. Fourth down. This is the season. Tommenheim shakes a tackler, just throws it up for grabs, and it's going to be intercepted. And down the football field, here comes Hanson. 40, 35, and he does the right thing. He runs out of bounds, and Burwell is 3-10 away from the school's first ever state semifinal. There was nobody open. Tommenheim was on the Burwell sideline. He was going to get smoked. He had to throw it up. Yeah, absolutely. He did the right thing there. Uh, the protection broke down, and everybody was on nines. I think the issue there, Doug, was they'd run the play. They came back. The line is waiting to run the play, and all the receivers were still 20 yards down. All they did was turn around, get set, and got asked to run straight back down the field. It's tough to get behind somebody that way. Only the fourth interception of the season. 
Everybody coming on the run. Huffman off the right side, gets inside the 30. He keeps the legs churning down to the 26-yard line, a gain of seven. And Huffman, he's just glad to get the football. He's been blocking all night. He's got seven carries for 18 yards. And Amherst is not going to play the timeout game. They know that uh, there's probably not enough time left. 2.45 to go in the game. An unbelievable turn of events here in Amherst tonight. Second and four, Burwell, using as much clock as he can. I think even the back judge forgot to check his watch until Sykes looked at him. (laughs) Now now he says, okay, let's start now. Hands it off Huffman. Off the right side. He's hit but keeps on churning. He's going to get three. It'll be third down and one. Yeah, and how many timeouts does Amherst have them all? Yep. Because right now on the next first down at 220, Doug, uh, at 220, you can play the delay a game uh, game there and end the game. You don't ever have to do it again. You can run victory formation and delay games, and as long as you can make it look good enough and the official doesn't understand what you're doing, <laughs> game over. Two minutes and counting. Burwell avenging their only loss of the year. I formation, Sykes straight ahead, first down to the 20-yard line. A gain of three more, and unofficially, I've got Sykes for 205 yards, and that's on the ground tonight. A little over 100 in each half. I'm shocked Amherst has conceded this and and not called any timeouts. uh, I mean, there was three minutes or whatever left in the game. 25 first downs unofficially for Burwell. Four in the first quarter. Yeah, I'm shocked. The offensive play caller for Amherst just went and put his uh, play sheet away. So now let's see if Burwell just flat out kneels it. They know Amherst isn't going to stop the clock. No, Sykes will turn. He'll hand it off. Huffman just trying to stay in bounds. The tackle is made by Tim Christensen at the 20-yard line. No gain on the play. But it is all over. Amherst up in this football game 34-12 with 10.51 to go. And then 41 to 20 with 5.20 to go. 41-28 at the half, but 41-20 with 5.22 to go in the second quarter, and the Broncos never score and, again. And what's the yardage without the, the 30 or 40-yard quarterback throwback? Here's the handoff Huffman over the right side. He'll take it to the 15-yard line for a gain of five, and Burwell has to snap it one more time. And the Longhorns and Broncos will both be 10-1, and one, but Burwell will be the only team that advances on. And look at that sideline over there. I mean, the Longhorn fans have been here. All the stands full, as you'll see in great high school football fans, from goal line to goal line. And it's going to be a tough one tonight for Amherst. Yeah, we said not a shock. I mean, they, Burwell did it the way we said they could do it. Sykes takes the snap, takes a knee, and for the first time in school history, the Burwell Longhorns are headed to the state football semifinals in a game that won't soon be forgotten as they are able to put up the final 44 points and avenge their only loss of the season. The Burwell Longhorns, 64, and the Amherst Broncos, 41. Great seniors on this football team that will advance on to basketball, wrestling, track, everything else that goes on. Trey Tabatheim, Colton Burke, Peyton Call, Jacob Klingelhofer, Braden Eckout, Ty Hadwiger, Blake Kreitz, Tim Christensen. Every one of those seniors played 
meaningful minutes for this football team until Hadwiger was hurt. They all played tonight meaningful minutes, and they will see their football careers at the high school level come to an end. And will it also be the end for longtime head coach Ron Evans? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that type of speculation, who knows? Uh, it is too bad uh, here tonight. Weird. Uh, it was just a couple of things that happened tonight that were very weird. What wasn't weird or what wasn't odd is that the Burwell Longhorns showed up somewhere and, and were just uh, meaningfully tough. Well, Burwell, will they get a rematch with Clearwater Orchard, a team they've beaten, or will they take on Elgin? And uh, I know that the playoffs are always wide open, but I would have never, never guessed these would be the final three teams coming out of the West. Perkins County went out last week. Amherst goes out tonight. And congratulations to Coach Gideon. Again, we've known him for a number of years, of course, for myself, uh, not necessarily as the football coach, but even uh, covering him when he played uh, up in Burwell, covering our time And they in just Oregon. got him with the Gatorade, Doug, and, and they needed to. Luke's a great guy. I've coached. I've known Luke from high school days, coached against him for a really long time. And, Doug, he, he builds great, meaningful relationships with young people. Uh, he's a tremendous mentor to his players, and I'm just telling you, Mike Max is too. Uh, this is a great thing tonight for Burwell, uh, no doubt about it. They're great people for education and coaching, I can assure you of that. Well, they may be overlooked and it may be quiet in the North Country, but they have finally, not only have they shaken the monkey off their backs by getting to the quarters, they've now thrown that monkey back in his cage and they are on to the state high school football semifinals. And you know what else? Burwell will host no matter what happens between Elgin and Clearwater Orchard. We'll take a break. Be back with the New West Post Game Show after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer. Now's the time to make sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Call and Axman can do it all, from furnaces to humidifiers, geothermal heat and infrared heat for farm buildings. They specialize in all makes and models, sale and service. Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and the surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. The state football playoffs on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service engine, irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Nebraska Land National Bank in Kearney, local people, local decisions, local ownership, and Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. A big thank you to head coach Ron Evans and all the folks at Amherst as always. Uh, we love all of our communities, and Amherst is a fun one, and they have had a lot of success, and these young men will continue to have success. But Larry Baker, one of the most amazing turnarounds in a football game I have ever seen. Yeah, no question, Doug. I mean, at one point in that thing, you literally thought that Amherst might score 80 points tonight. 
Um, I mean, there were some things out there that could get them, things we talked about, and they did get them. Uh, tremendous uh, tip of the cap, first to Amherst and for a career these guys have had. You know, we get so caught up sometimes in thinking about the championship and that kind of a thing. This group of kids from Amherst has won a heck of a lot of football games. They were in the state semis two years ago up in Stewart, uh, and they just kept graduating guys, and they just actually kept getting better. You know, when they graduated all those guys after that Stewart run, the people weren't sure how they do. Then last year they go get beat, brought them all back, and had a real record-breaking season. Nothing to hang your hat about. A lot of people would love to have it. If you're Burwell, I can tell you they have been swinging that axe for a long time. Luke Gideon, a Burwell kid, played there as a state champion wrestler there, uh, took the football program, coaches the track team, coaches the wrestling team. He's, I don't think he's the head track coach, but he's on the uh, – helps his wife does. They are all in. Mike Max, a Burwell guy, goes off um, and becomes the head coach. You know, goes to college at Shadron, becomes a head coach at Ainsworth, comes home to Burwell. It's a very homey thing. It's kind of like Oklahoma State. Those guys don't leave, and Burwell people don't, Doug. You know you grew up uh, uh, there in a sense, 14 or whatever miles away. It's a tough place, very prideful place. They've worked really hard to get their program here uh, and off to the semis. They are, and I think they have a tremendous chance, Doug, to get to the state finals. And they will take on either Elgin or Clearwater. Elgin Public, Pope John, at last check, a 16-12 to lead over Clearwater Orchard in the second quarter. And that game uh, will be getting close to halftime. Bruning Davenport, Shickley leading Guardian Angels, which this score is just as amazing, 36-8 to over the number one team. And Creighton is already advanced on 72-32 over High Plains. Remember, we do each and every one of the state football championships from Memorial Stadium on ESPN 1460 and 1550, and it would be great uh, to see the Burwell Longhorns uh, one more time this season. And the uh, D1 state championship is Monday, November 23rd. It is the morning game at 1045, the first of the six championships in D2 today. Chambers-Wheeler Central leading Anselmo Myrna 50-24 in the fourth quarter. Sandhill-Stedford beat Garden County 49-14. Humphrey-St. Francis over Fall City Sacred Heart 46-14. And why not beat Exeter Milligan, the two-time defending champ, 62-32. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it schedule your appointment today we'll be back with the final stats and more after this timeout. now's the time to get in touch with craig weges your pioneer sales professional to learn about the early pay savings program options there's still time to choose from two payment periods each with its own level of savings whichever you select you'll get the financial rewards of using industry-leading products and technologies act before november 20th to take advantage of the 10 percent cash discount from dupont pioneer for more information contact your local pioneer sales professional craig weges science with service delivering success heartland bank's history is embedded with the stories of many families after all, we've been here as family farms and businesses have passed from one generation to another. Throughout the years, we've tried to demonstrate an involvement in the community that goes beyond the dollars and cents of banking. This history is testimony to our commitment to the economic, cultural, and social development of the communities we serve. Heartland Bank is a proud supporter of the area teams with a location near you. Heartland Bank, member FDIC. 
Back on the New West postgame show, let's look at the unofficial stats I had for the football game tonight. And for Burwell, we'll start there. Running the football, Torrey Huffman, 10 carries, 26 yards. Lane Helgoth, 6 carries for 40 yards. Victory Sykes, 30 rushing attempts, 205 yards, and 3 touchdowns on the ground for Sykes. So overall, 46 rushing attempts, 271 yards, 103 in the first half, and 141 in the second half. Through the air, Sykes didn't uh, complete as many, but he was very efficient. They only had to throw the ball a couple of times there in the uh, fourth quarter. He was 9 of 15 for 133 yards and a pick in the first half with three touchdowns. In the second half, 6 of 13, no interceptions, one touchdown, 78 yards. So Sykes, 15 out of 28, four touchdown passes, one interception, 2-11 through the air. 271 on the ground. So Sykes tonight accounted himself for 416 yards, but this was a total team effort. 482 yards of offense. I had 25 first downs for the Longhorns. Two punts, both in the first half, for an average of 39.5 yards. One turnover, four penalties for 44 yards. For Burwell. Now for Amherst, Colton Burke, two carries, negative four yards. Those were both in the first quarter. Trey Tobenheim, 14 carries, 30 yards, one touchdown. He was sacked four time, five times in this football game. So 22 rushing attempts, 26 yards, including negative four in the second half when, Larry, we kind of thought maybe they'd be able to run the ball a little bit better. Yeah, no But question. they didn't. Again, I, I cut you off. They didn't get the chance. Burwell stopped them, scored, turnover, scored, and that kind of changed the mindset. But they never really got the chance to or elected to run the ball. The only thing I'll say is you've got to commit to it somehow, Doug. Uh, I feel like you've got to commit to that thing uh, a little bit somehow. And I think that was the deal is there just never was a real committal to it because with all that speed on the perimeter, they should have been able to. Let's take a look at the uh, passing numbers tonight for Trey Tobenheim. And again, if you go back and listen to the podcast tonight, even I'm going to be a little bit amazed. We're talking state records, more than school records, but we're talking state all-time records, and it just changed dramatically in the second half. Tobenheim in the first half, 17 out of 25, five touchdown passes, no interceptions, 325 yards. And then in the second half, 20 attempts, nine completions, the one interception, and he had to throw that up for grabs, but he was nine of 20, one interception, no touchdowns, 55 yards for the game. Tobenheim, 26 out of 45, five touchdowns, one pick, 380 yards with the 26 on the ground. That's 406 total yards. 19 first downs, 11 of those were in the first quarter tonight for Amherst. And then they ended up with uh, three punts, all in the second half, averaging about 45 because he bombed that 59-yarder. Two turnovers, six penalties for 45 yards as Amherst is shut out in the second half. Burwell wins it 64-41. to We'll have our scoring recap when we return. 
Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. The difference between an average home and a beautiful home may be something as simple as an interior door. And when you choose Mead Lumber, you choose to have a great selection of everything you need for a small home improvement to a complete remodel. Mead Lumber can help you design a floor plan and provide the supplies you need to build it. Mead Lumber is committed to providing quality and sustainable building materials, a strong product mix and selection, competitive pricing and outstanding service, timely delivery, and so much more. Mead Lumber and Carney, building dreams and relationships. Glad to have you along with us as we are ready to take a look at our scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And I don't even know, Larry, if I'll be able to make it through this with all the scoring and the way this game turned. Uh, Burwell. Won the toss, elected to take the ball. A nice kickoff return by Ty Chaffin out to the 38-yard line. And Victory Sykes, the first play from scrimmage, takes it around left end. 42 yards for the touchdown. The extra point kick was wide right. 11.47 to go in the first quarter. It's 6 to nothing. And then Amherst answers right back. They convert a fourth down and eight. So they had a little work to do on their very first drive. But a 14-yard touchdown reception from Tobenheim to hold an Eck out and add along is able to uh, add the kick. Trevor knocks it home, 7-6 to six with 8.40 to go. Kickoff, Burwell, first play from scrimmage, a 58-yard touchdown pass from Victory Sykes to Tyler Gideon. A one-play drive, the two-point pass was no good. 8.24 to go first quarter, 12-7 Burwell. And then that's where they would get really quiet because here comes a 40-yard touchdown run by Trey Tobenheim. Adelung's kick gives Amherst the lead, 14-12, to 6.36 to go. Then Braden Eckhout comes up with an interception at their own 38-yard line. And 15 seconds later, two plays, a 43-yard touchdown pass from Tobenheim to Colton Burke. Adelung adds the kick. It's 21-12, 4.48 to go. They stop Burwell again. Tobenheim hits Braden Eckhout on a 16-yard touchdown pass. A 60-yard drive completed in short work, and it is 28-12 Amherst with 2.17 to go in the first quarter. They don't stop there. They get the ball right back from Burwell. A 63-yard touchdown pass from Tobenheim to Braden Eckhout. 10.51 to go in the second quarter, and it looks like it is over. And, Larry, you even mentioned running clock at the time. 34-12 in favor of Amherst. But Burwell was able to put a drive together, not just the one-play sort. They got a drive, a 13-yard touchdown pass from Sykes to Ty Chaffin. 6.49 to go in the half. The two-point run was good by Helgoth, made it 34-20. But Amherst answered right back. A 60-yard touchdown pass, 59 of it was a run after the screen to Braden Eck out his third touchdown at a lungs kick. It's 41 to 20 Amherst with 522 to go in the football game second quarter. But again, Burwell at that time probably did what saved them this football game. They were able to chew up over four and a half minutes and get a 22-yard touchdown pass from Sykes to Tyler Gideon the second time they hooked up, and then Sykes ran it in, made it 41-28, to 28, 
and didn't allow another long touchdown pass right before the half from Amherst. Yeah, that was the key, Doug, being able uh, not allowing Amherst to get the two for one. Uh, and Burwell started feeling better about themselves at that spot. Once they'd scored and realized, okay, it wasn't just a fluke on two plays. We're not going to get run completely off the field. Then the tide started to turn. Our Usera play of the game brought to you by Usera Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all of the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Usera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. So Amherst gets the ball and is stopped on fourth down at the Burwell 26-yard line to start the second half. Victory Sykes hits Devin Watts on an 11-yard touchdown pass to complete that 64-yard drive, and all of a sudden it's 41-35 after Cassidy Owen made the extra point kick with 7.54 to go. Then on the next possession, two plays in, the ball slips out of Trey Tobenheim's hands for a fumble, and it is picked up at the 28-yard line, or 22-yard line. Sykes takes it in from three yards out. And the Owens kick gives Burwell their first lead since 12-7 at 42-41, 5.32 to go in the third quarter. Amherst is able to stop Burwell at the 28-yard line, but they can't get anything going themselves. And after a nice punt return from Ty Chaffin, a short 25-yard drive sets up Sykes for a 5-yard run. And the extra point kick was blocked by Jacob Klingelhofer. 56 seconds to go in the third. It's 48-41 Burwell. They turn it right around. Uh, Amherst is stopped at the 24-yard line, and Burwell scores on the first play uh, for them in the fourth quarter. It was a fourth and one for uh, Amherst, and they did not convert at the 24-yard line. And so Burwell, 24-yard drive, a 17-yard run by Victory Sykes right up the middle, 56-41 to after Sykes ends, uh, adds the two-point conversion. And then on first and 32, Sykes scores from 36 yards out. And Huffman adds the two-point run with 4.40 to go. It looked like at that time it's still a two-point game. There's still a glimmer of hope there for Amherst, especially after the hold and offensive pass interference on back-to-back made it first and 31 at the 36. But Sykes broke numerous tackles and took it in, and that's how this football game ended. And um, Amherst, one more chance, couldn't convert and let Burwell run the clock out, didn't use the timeouts or anything like that, and concedes it here tonight. And that is our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Yeah, Doug, that, uh, that's the longest, one of the longest scoring wrap-ups. I thought ever. we were going to need more paper. Yeah, I will say about four or five years ago, maybe it's been longer than that now, I'm sure it has, we did play a game here and we won the game 74 to like 60. Uh, so we've had a long one like that, but that's a long scoring wrap-up. So that is going to be your final score here tonight. We'll take one final break and wrap it up from Amherst after this. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. One more time, I want to run down the scores that we have for you. And uh, 
We have not had an update on the Elgin Clearwater score here in some time. 16-12, to 12, Elgin was leading at last check, but that's been quite a while ago. So uh, keep it on PlatteRiverPreps.com. That has now went to the half, okay? So it is 16-12 to 12 as they go to half, and you can keep up to date on that online. We've got the scoreboard at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Also, uh, Bruning Davenport Shickley has led Guardian Angels throughout the fourth quarter, 36-8. to eight. Creighton beat High Plains 72-32. to 32. And in D2, uh, all the games are nearly final. Chambers-Wheeler Central, same story there. They've led Anselmo Myrna. It's deep in the fourth quarter and probably over by now. 50-24, to 24, Chambers-Wheeler Central will play Sandhill-Stedford, who beat Garden County 49-14. And Humphrey-St. Francis will travel to Wynot. St. Francis beat Sacred Heart 46-14. And Wynot beat Exeter Milligan 62-32. to 32. And Larry Baker, as we look back at this game, Burwell winning it 64-41. to 41 over Amherst, there were a lot of things that we brought up in the pregame that ended up showing up in this football game from players to the coaching staffs and, and experience and not getting into the fourth quarter before. There's just a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, no question. And I think that really uh, – I really think that's where it was, Doug. Uh, again, having, having a lot of experience uh, in this offense – at the high school level, we see it on TV, we see it in college, and you can be fast break, baby. The tough thing is, is on uh, in the college or professional game, all those guys get to go sit down uh, when it's time to play defense. And at this level, they all have to play defense. And what you end up with is a situation where these kids literally, you go back and just watch and count the wind sprints, and it's a 40-yard wind sprint, a 50-yard wind sprint, a 10-yard wind sprint, and you just keep – you have to, so you run 30 yards, then you have to race back for the next snap, and you just keep doing that over and over. Then you have to chase on defense. It becomes very wearing. And you, first thing you want to say is, well, we've done it all year. Well, for a half. You know, and you haven't had that, that pressure uh, and the state quarterfinal type pressure. And uh, I think ultimately that's what got them tonight. Congratulations, though, to both teams. And we will uh, tell you that uh, Friday night, the 11-man semifinals, Hastings St. Cecilia taking on Aquinas, and you'll be able to hear that on 12:30 a.m. KHAS. Looks like the golden or the uh, gold gloves were handed out tonight uh, for the Royals. Hosmer, Perez, and Escobar bring home the gold gloves. So uh, the injury probably. Uh, hurt Alex Gordon in that. In volleyball, UNK has dropped the first two sets up at Wayne State by identical 25-22 scores. They're up the Lopers 14-12 in the third quarter uh, or the third set of that contest. And every state championship, again, on ESPN Radio. Husker lunch tomorrow at Cunningham. Sean Callahan of Husker Online talking about that big win from Saturday and getting ready for Rutgers 12-1 tomorrow at Cunningham's. And Bakes, I guess uh, we'll have next Monday off, and I'll see you in Lincoln. But uh, we were pulling, you know, you pull for all the local kids, and we really thought Gibbon had a chance Friday and a real good chance for Amherst tonight. And I guess that's what makes sports uh, kind of the tearjerker that it can be and the heart puller that it is. Uh, you got to play every second. And these kids tried, and Bruel just had a little bit more in that second half. Yeah, no question. Been a great season, and. Like you said, we'll, we'll call them in Lincoln. I'm going to go Friday night to Hastings, and I'll be in Burwell Monday night.
So, folks, we want to say thank you for listening. And, again, you've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Our next coverage here on Classic Hits, the State High School Volleyball Tournament, Grand Island Northwest at 1.30, Grand Island Central Catholic and Ord at 3.30, Arcadia Loop City at 5.30. We'll also have the Kearney Catholic Ashland Greenwood game on ESPN 14. Until then, this is Doug Duda for Larry Baker and our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom saying the final score, Burwell 64, Amherst 41. Good night, everyone. The proceeding has been a KKPR Sports production brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com. Love